It's Jax. What up, Dallas? Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger. X Malcolm hopped the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to. Poking out they chest, but listen, son, now you leaking that future. Huh? So who's the shooter? Hum, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Huh? I would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking an Optimo. Somebody got the drop, the homie Biggie has got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no, I wish that they could Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would So out a long frown, a man home from a four pound His blood ripples on the floor from the wall sound His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found Another dead, another gone now, damn George Elliott said that it's best to be what you want to be Fucking do what you want to do So I do what I want to do Bet you did it to floss Bitch, I did what I wanted Bet you did it and lost Bitch, I did it and won it Shit, I'm never coming back Listen, I just want to rap Gee, I told you all of that On about a dozen tracks I don't give a fuck I just, I just, I just want to rap Spitting fire on this track Like a fucking thundercat Plus this mic is bleeding roho This shit is a no-no Rolling in that low-low Plus I'm from that ball Need a folk, folk, smoking on my logo. Ready for the walk, and we so so. Still with the flow, somebody got a vote, vote. Heard the lanes, and I swear they so so. Too much love for the fame, just to go broke. You said think I had the rap game and the show card. No, I think I got the whole world on the rope, though. Gotta think of damn dog, you crazy. Is he the next Jay Z? My crystal ball is hazy, but I don't know. Maybe. Welcome back to the Insane Check Podcast. It's your host, Chris, here. And uh, we're here to do talk about another month of craziness that's happened in this decade-long 2020. Um, before I get into that and introduce my guest today, I just want to say real quick, something's very important. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. Um, I just want to quickly take that cognitive <laughs> test just so we can all get on the same page here and make sure that I am of sound mind and body. Um, <laughs> my guest today is my boy, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm glad you all your mental faculties are in place. We're ready to go. I'm just you. You remember when people used to complain that uh, Obama was too cerebral and was too much like a professor and, and explain explain things in too much detail and and was almost too smart. Well, we right. now have a president that brags about passing a cognitive test. You you know what's sad about that. I don't know if I would have passed it <laughs> if they asked me 30 minutes later. I'd have been like, damn, well, just just prescribe me at this point so, because I don't so, know if I'm going to get that. So here, so here's the thing that nobody's talking about. I actually think the fact that you can remember that means you failed the fucking test. <laughs> really? I think, you know, because like, like the real answer is like, motherfucker, I don't got time for this shit. Is the real correct? And they're like. You're right. You're the president. Uh, you're the you're the president of the goddamn United States. You don't need to remember those five fucking words because you got the fucking nuclear code. You're absolutely right, sir. Congratulations, you passed. I actually think the fact that you can actually remember that because you know what's happening, right? The entire time that he's taking the rest of the test, in the back of back of Trump's mind, he's going, "Person, woman, mm-hmm. man, camera." TV, like the entire time you think that that's it. So I actually believe the entire thing is wrong, and everybody's kind of this has completely missed the boat on this. And I really believe 
that you should not remember those five words because you have too much other shit on your mind to deal with. And you are the president of the goddamn United States. And that right there is fucking stupid. And so when you ask the president of the United States that question, they go, the fuck is wrong with you? The goddamn president of the United States. And they go, you pass. Mm-hmm. And so he's the bro. He's the um, I would say he's the first barbershop owner in chief because he is one <laughs> of the greatest liars and embellishers I've ever heard. I love the fact when he he embellishes how the, the response to stuff that he has and how much praise he gets. Like he'll be like, I remember this. And they told me like, you know, nobody's ever done this before. You're like, one, you're like the first person who's ever done it correctly. And they were very surprised. And I was like, so really? Is, is that how enthused they are that you passed the, that test of all tests? So, right. They're just like, yeah, the people said they, they never seen anybody else pass. I'm like, really? Really? Nobody's ever passed a cognitive <laughs> test before Trump, before you, Trump? Really? What I love about that Chris Wallace interview is the two times when he says something wrong and, you know, I hate to give credit to Fox News and Chris Wallace because Chris Wallace does be on some dumb shit sometimes, but he was pretty, pretty forceful in this one and he would tell the president he was wrong to his face and Trump would be like, no, no, no I'm not right. And he would talk to somebody off camera like, go, go, go get the paperwork to show that I'm right. And then he would bring oh, it in man. and it would be like, and he's like, but that's clearly what I said before. That's you were wrong. And he's like, no, 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 that's not what that means. I'm just like, you're watching it in real time. That is clearly you're wrong. You know, there's been a couple of times that he's, um, I think I saw some, another like uh, article that says something about how Trump once again says that he was booted at an event that he didn't attend. <laughs> and I'm just like, you weren't, you weren't there. So how would you, you know, his lot, you remember it started, this started well before he got into office, right? With the, the birther and all the other bullshit that, that Trump's done. But remember when he was lying about the, 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 uh, the inauguration crowd size, when they spent, the administration spent all that time mm-hmm. lying and everybody's like, we can see the images. Right. The image on the right is yours. The image on the left is Obama's. Obama's clearly has more people that are like, nah, you're seeing that wrong. No. No, we don't believe it. It's like, you know what it is? You, you said this barbershop. You know what it is? It's he really is the first, you know, and I understand that, and this does not bother me. I understand that some people were looking at this like, this is what Biden needs to shut up, but he's doing too much. And Biden was like, you know, Trump was the first racist president, and people were getting mad at him. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, we all know that he's not. But come on, guys. Like, right. there's 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 a racist president like you have, like, and Reagan, George W. Bush, and all this other stuff. And then there's Donald Trump. We all know what Biden means when he said that Trump's the first racist president. So, so stop it. But to me, what Trump really is, is he's the first toddler president. Cause if you tell a toddler mm. something, where does a toddler go? No. Hey, hey did you, did yeah. you, did you eat the cookie? No, there's cookie crumbs all over your mouth. Did you eat the cookie? No, the cookie is actually still in your hand. Did you eat the cookie? No, I have a video of you eating the cookie <laughs> that you have crumbs all over your mouth for. It's right there. Not me. I he's a toddler. He's literally a toddler, and that's what toddlers do. And everybody handles him like a toddler. It's only like, don't wake the baby, don't wake Trump, don't upset Trump. Right. It's like it's so ridiculous, and it's so funny because you know we're, we, I think I was telling you before we started. It's like it's this thing that we all we 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 told everybody this was going to happen. Everybody knew that this crazy shit would happen with Trump and stuff for you know white people. Um, but <laughs> like. We're sitting here going like, it's actually, I have to be honest, it's actually worse than I think a lot of us thought. Because at, at some point, right, yeah. you would think, like, even I thought at some point, he would at least, in, in his own self-interest, 
turned the corner, right? Like that's the thing that 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 is that has actually surprised me about Trump. One of the few things. It's not how racist he's been, not how dumb he's been. It's the fact that even his own instincts on self-preservation aren't there. <laughs> you know, it's like right. maybe don't say you wish Jocelyn Maxwell the best. You know, maybe don't say that. Maybe don't commute the sentence of Roger Stone because it looks bad. Maybe at least wait until you're about to leave office and you can do it like as your if you if you lose the election, you can do it as your last move out as a last fuck you to everybody else and, and, and then screw. Them. No, it's like he's going to do that. Maybe don't, you know, on camera, you know, order uh, protesters cleared out for a photo op where you hold a Bible upside down. Maybe don't do that shit. And that's not going to make you look good. It's like he can't even do that. Like that stuff makes you look bad, you know. You know where I. You know where I think. I think us as black folk, we missing a big opportunity with the way he acts. I was telling people all the time, like when I think about it, like yeah, he's horrible and all of that, but it's almost like the the martial art mentality of using your opponent's force against them. Mm-hmm. To, to win the fight right i'm like we just need we need like some revolutionary person to somehow sneak in the cabinet have a meeting with him and just say yo you know how you can dismantle obama's legacy he's like i'm listening <laughs> do everything black people want and he's like well what do you mean they wouldn't let him get it done so why don't you do it pass reparations do this do this do that he never did it and you can legitimately go out there and say obama never did this for you and there's nothing that anybody could say to you and then i would say on your final day in office you know it'd be the biggest fuck you to 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 the world pardon asada shakur <laughs> just do it and he's like just trust me just just write just write this sign this paper right now and you will be, and, and there's no way black people could ever say you so, were. So, so the, the, two, the, two, the two problems with that one, the, the coons got in there first. So the coons were in there. The, the, yeah. the coons were the coons were, were way ahead of you on that one, and decided to get in there too soon. So maybe we had less a uh, Kenneth Owens and 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 um and, and Silken Diamonds. Maybe that could have worked. And two, I still think Trump is too racist for even that. So you you, a, like, but you got to fin- yeah I know but I feel I just feel like you got you got it's we, like we, what's what's more well, important your well, racism so, so, well, there's, or so there's, there's getting other, over on Obama other, or maybe it's equal there's other two there's other two problems too right even if you were trying to do that I I, I feel like when it comes I mean you're, this, you're taking an L as the person well, no you are you know you are you are but but the the problem with that is I think that it's one of those things that. People on the left don't know when to shut the fuck up. And so what'll happen is somebody will come out and say it. Some people are like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think I know what right. Chris is doing. Chris is actually right, trying to right, get right. Oh, that and they'll, they'll write a bunch of articles on it and then Trump will see the articles, and next thing you know, like it just that that's that's the real problem. Like when he does do something, yeah. we're like, just shut the fuck up and let him do it. Like everybody's like, no, no, no. I think we're gonna break down why he's actually doing it and why it's actually a good thing. It's like, no, you fucking idiots, just shut the fuck up and just let him. God damn it. Like that's the other problem. Yeah. We don't know. We also yeah. don't know when the we don't know when to shut the fuck up and just let somebody bury themselves. Honestly, right. gotta be honest here. We need to learn from Joe Biden, because uh <laughs> for the most part, I get it. He's had some gaffes here and there, but for the mo- I, I was there in the twenty the two thousand eight election. I know Joe Biden knows some fucking gaffes. All right. Like Joe Biden doesn't know when to take his foot out of his mouth. 
Joe Biden is, mm-hmm. a, he, and again, I, I think there's another one of those uh, trust black women because uh, Simone Simon, uh, uh, Simone uh, Sanders has really just like got him on point. She's like, hey, what if we just run this campaign by you just not saying anything? <laughs> you know, how about we say yeah. as little? How about we say as little as possible, and we let Trump do all the talking, and we just come in and we just counter what he says, and just do that. He's like, brilliant. Let's do it. And you know what? Yeah, because when he does speak, it's like, man, like, fam, we, we're not even really trying to vote for you to begin right. with. Like, can you please? Can you please? Right. Just just hold a bated breath going like, he's going to say something that we don't want to hear. And But that's another thing, too. It's like the, um, I think I talked about this last time with, with Joy. We were talking about the whole conversation over defund the police and things like that. And uh-huh. I think, I think you know, it makes sense, right? You know, if you take some of that funding from that police have and you actually put it in, I don't know. Hey, think of it this way. I don't know how much the budget is for the NYPC, uh, NYC, uh, NYCPD, but I know it's a lot, right? It's not a billion. It's it's something ridiculous amount of money, right? It's 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 like three billion, yo. Is it three billion? Is is that much? God damn. I, I, and, and don't it, it? I remember the number because it, I think somehow they made an adjustment on a billion, mm-hmm. and it was like everybody was like, "Oh, that's a lot," and I'm like, "Yo, all right, that's thirty something percent of the budget," but right. they're reallocating it. Like they're moving money around. Yeah, they're moving they're money. Not it, it, yeah, it, 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 it was like three billion. Like opening yeah. savings account and putting it in a different savings account, <laughs> right, right. bro. It's still saving. <laughs> right, right. So, but th- well, think about it this way, right? You know, defunding police. If you take that money, that billions of dollars of the NYPD, uh, NYCPD has, right? And let's say because you're trying to open schools, you put it into I don't know, making sure schools can open safely. Don't you think that would be a better idea, a better use of that money? Right? Is that kind of conversation, right? We're trying to have that conversation when we talk about defund the police. But it also requires having a conversation, and the American people are stupid. And so, like, mm-hmm. I've seen people kind of get mad at some of the Democrats for even Trump, even like Biden saying he's not for defunding the police. I'm like, well, no, politically, that's smart for him because you see the ads that Trump is running, and we don't have time to sit there and bring the American people along with what this idea actually means because. I think we can all, uh, at this point, I never want to hear anybody say this, uh, uh, challenge this, this thought, but the American people are dumb as fuck. I think we can all agree with that right now, looking at the numbers of COVID and what's going on with masks and things like that. Right. Um, we're dumb. All right. We're the laughing talk. Real, real, real quick, Chris. Chris, mm-hmm. I just looked it up. The department budget for the NYPD was almost $6 billion for the 2020 fiscal year. <laughs> Six. <laughs> But meanwhile, <laughs> we just asked you to give us fucking updated technology in the trains, and the MTA is always broke. This is why the MTA is always fucking broke. Six billion? I'm about to be a cop. Fuck it. Y'all got six billion? Nigga, why this is so funny to me? Because you know, whenever I come up there for New York, for NY, you know, my, my me and Fino's complaint every time we come up there is, God damn it, the trains. Right? We hate that shit. We hate that right. shit. So you guys right. have, like, this, this is like when that conversation with and, your mom, you're in the car, and you're like, I want some McDonald's, you got McDonald's money? My thing is, like, the police are like, oh, we need more money. It's like, do you got police and money? Like, you got a train over here. What are we doing? Like, you got, you got, you have, what, what is going on? Six billion dollars? And, and I will be fair and say, for the size of the city... And the trend, the transit, as opposed to other places, like if we go like right. a like a per capita type thing, mm-hmm. where for the age of the trains and and the the delays and all that other stuff, 
it could be way, oh, yeah, way, yeah, yeah, way yeah, yeah, worse, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Because a lot of other countries were able to upgrade their stuff, just to be fair. But what I'm saying is, if I cried broke as much as the MTA cried broke, the IRS would have me under the federal jail right now. Right, right. It's like... So $6 billion. I didn't mean to throw, derail your thought, billion. but I just saw that and I was like, that's yeah. A, I was, I, it's I, double that's, what that's, I thought. Jesus Christ, yo, six... Six billion dollars? What are you doing with six billion dollars? What are you doing? What are you doing with six billion dollars? You know what? Uh, the NYPD should do like the mm -hmm. Apple Developers Conference shit. They should do that every year to display the new technology that right. they have. Because for six billion dollars, I need to see what y'all are working with. What are you, like, what are you... what's the new tank? What new tear gas do you have? What are you doing in drones? Well, like, at this point, show me. I want to be impressed. I need to know where my money uh, also, is going. Also, I also want to know how many hundred million of that billion is going to you guys paying up because your officers beat somebody or kill somebody. So there's also that, right? You oh, know, like how much, oh. how much, how much, how much of your, how much is your budget is going to paying off the lawsuits that are also coming in because you're, 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 you're over policing people and you're beating the shit out of them. I wonder how much of that money is coming into, you know, it's like, Man. it's like, so it's like, I get it, right? We need to have this conversation. It is very obvious that when you think of, when you have any serious conversation about policing in this country, that defunding the police makes sense. Like I said, and that's just the NYPD. We're going, we're, we're going with a big metropolitan city, right? But there are other, there are other places where you're like, but you're a small town. Why do you, why do you need an armored vehicle? You know, right. why do you, why do you need an armored vehicle? Maybe you don't need that shit. You know, so it's like, it's that kind of stuff that, 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 that I, I look at, I'm just like, Come on, guys. But I get it. From a political point of view, from a politician point of view, you have to, you have to, you have to, you have to sit on the fence a little bit and, and play that line. It's the same thing that, honestly, uh, people forget this, but the same thing that Obama had to do with gay marriage. It just you had to mm -hmm. do when you're trying to get elected. You got to sometimes you got to say this shit. But then when you look at underneath the surface and seeing what who they're putting in place and what they're doing to actually um, move that, I'd also say that. It really doesn't matter to me as much as you know a president saying he's 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 against defending the, the defunding the police because it's gonna be a state level conversation, right? You need to see right. who your right. who your governor, who your city people like. Those are the people that are gonna end up making that decision. Whether the president of the United States wants that or not, you know, doesn't matter. Um, I'd actually I'm actually more interested, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in the show. Or is it about them taking care of some of these departments that shouldn't exist because they didn't exist before 9-11, <clears throat> Department of Homeland Security and ICE, um, we'll have those conversations. But like, you know, I I, I, oh, I think that's where the, the defunding the police to me is, is a local conversation needs to be had. You know, obviously there right. is some, it's good to have a president that is on the same page with that because kind of how to push some of those conversations. But this is some, that's something that really needs to be taken care of at a local level um, and should be taken out of care of at a local level. And we need to have that. But still, it's just one of the things like you still got how much money these motherfuckers are spending. You're just like six. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm still tripping over that number. What? Six billion dollars. Yeah, God. six billion. Bro. Hey, but I would also say that defund the police conversation. And I understand you can't have that conversation at a, effectively at a national level, because even like I was talking like me, my, my mom and my cousin were talking the other day. And, you know, my like it's like one of those family conversations where you where everything's on the table, all conspiracy theories on. And, you know, it's a free flow conversation. It's family. Right. And we were talking about the whole defund the police movement. And my mom was like, you know, I'm not for defunding police because and I'm like, why not? And she's like, I, I think we still need police in some instances, but not like but maybe not everywhere. And I said, Mom, that's defunding the police. Right. It's all marketing. 
I say you are for defending the police. You just don't know it because it's so it's it. This is the same thing that happened with Black Lives Matter. Yeah, it's one of the things I I. It's one of the things that I, um, particularly with the defunding the police thing. Like I I just didn't want to have the conversation with people, but I was like, hear what you're saying. It makes sense, but trying to sell this to other people who would actually be on your side but don't understand what that means. It's hard, right. and and the and the problem is, and, and the problem, it, 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 the problem is that it goes back to what I was saying. My oversimplification that Americans are dumb. What it means is, yeah, we do everything in sound bites, and yep. and and so defund the police is a good sound bite, but that's both good and bad. It's a good thing to mm-hmm. rally behind, but then you also have to explain it in detail to people what that means, and at that point, some of them are already shut off. And mm-hmm. no matter what people say, you need the majority of people on the same side of this. And so yep. that's where it comes at. It's the same thing that happened with um with Obamacare. And we talking about universal health care. Like people cannot oversimplify why we didn't get universal health care under Obama when we had when he had uh control when the Democrats had control of the Senate and the House. I was like, it was way more complicated than that. And I think a lot of you also didn't understand that the Republicans do a really good job of running negative campaigns and, and harping on sound bites. If there's anything right. that the, 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 the Republicans are good at, they are really good at rallying behind sound. And it's because it's like they cater to, they talk to you at a third grade reading level. Remember the majority of Americans in this country have a sixth grade reading level. All right. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to have these progressive ideas and progressive conversations, it requires thought and a lot of people aren't there. So they'll take that small soundbite, and when you talk to them in a second-grade reading level, which is what the Republicans do, right? The don't tread on me, the Tea Party, all these things when you look at it, <laughs> it's a second-grade reading level. It, it, is, it is the equivalent. It's also why when you see them acting out, they act out like toddlers. It's because it's, tr- it's, it's marketed to that behavior, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how they're able to do it. And they don't need to... The other thing to it, they're not trying to convince everyone. They're they're trying to convince just enough people to disrupt. And it's so much easier to disrupt a conversation than to have a conversation. And I think that is the fundamental problem that we have in this country. And it's one that I don't know what the answer to that is because it's like you can't not have that conversation. You can't not you can't stop having that conversation or keep trying to push to have the conversation. But you got to find a ways to shut down those 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 disruptors and disruptions. And I mean, you're seeing it now, you're seeing it now with the whole mass debate, right? I would venture to say oh that God. the vast majority of Americans wear masks and the vast majority yep. of Americans understand that. Like we see the images of, you know, uh, people having these parties and doing this and doing that. And people think it's the vast majority. I'll say this. I don't think it is. It's the vast majority of people are, are doing the right thing. They're going out only when they need to, they're wearing their masks. They might be having some small people over here and there and stuff like that in their in, in localized clusters. But for the most part, they're not going out to bars and doing this stuff. The problem with this is, and it, it's a, it's a, it's a metaphor. It, it shows you just how this happens in everything we do in, in, in this country even those small vocal minority people that are breaking are against masks and are doing this, their their damage they can do damages everyone. So these people go right. out to a bar and they go out there and even if these bars are only opening up to twenty five percent of the people. Those say those twenty people at that party. I saw this. Um, I want to say it was somewhere in New Jersey where uh, twenty lifeguards went out to a party and they all got COVID. Well. The vast majority of people are not those dumbasses, 
But now those 20 people went out there and now each one of those 20 people could have affected somebody else and could have exponentially affected yep. somebody else. And that's the yep. problem we have here. It's not that the vast majority of people aren't open to having the conversation or are open to, to doing what's right. You have enough people though that can disrupt it to throw everything off balance. And that's what the Republicans have always done. That's what's happened with every conversation we've ever had in this. There's enough people, mm -hmm. like the vast majority of people want a universal healthcare back in 2009. The vast majority of people were like, yo, healthcare's a right. But you had enough dumb people that, that thought that Obamacare meant death panels and it's socialized medicine that they, they, they did enough and they targeted enough people where they needed to target them at that it was able to throw the whole thing in, in the flux so you couldn't, you, get, you had to get a watered down bill through just to have something there. And that is right. the Republican MO. It's not, that, that's why when you're seeing, anytime Republicans take over and, and are leading the Senate or leading the Congress or leading all branches of the government, they can never govern. Why? They're not a governing party. They're a disruptive party. They don't ever, you've never seen the Republicans lead on a goddamn thing. At least, at least not in our lifetime. Maybe at one point they okay. did and they had some, like, Fuck, fuck Ronald Reagan, but maybe they at least then had some like, you know, standards of what they were doing, and they maybe they were wrong, but at least they 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 marched towards being wrong together in some kind of way of governing. At this point, what we have left here is we have the Republican Party is nothing but trolls. They're a, they are a party of trolls that doesn't know how to actually get things done. This is why, you know, this week they were supposed to be trying to get uh, another Corona relief uh, thing together, and they couldn't. And the Democrats were like, you guys control everything. You know, this is the Senate. You guys control the Senate. You guys can pass something if you need. You guys don't need us to pass this. You guys right. can't even agree yourselves but what you want to do. Like Mitch McConnell, you can't even control your own your your own body. You have the the, the tools you need to pass something in the Senate. The the House is already the, the Democratic control house has already passed something. You guys can't even get together to talk about what your your and reconcile your two bills because you can't even pass a goddamn thing. The Republican right. Party, the matter of fact, the Republican legislator under Trump, since like that um that that big tax bill, if you think about, it, they have not passed anything major since. And that was like what two years ago. Yeah, they have because they 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 are not a governing body. They are not a legislative body. They do not know how to actually run a government because they're only here to troll. They're only here to troll the American people and troll Democrats and be, you know, these 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 fucking idiots. They have no other purpose but to do that. And you're seeing that. And I'm hoping in November, the rest of the country understands that, but also don't have a lot of faith in that. No. You know? It's just I hear you. so fucking ridiculous. It's so annoying. It's just I was I think it was in the Netherlands. And and like they're out there, you know, they're they have a a, a woman who's their a president or whatever their prime. I don't know who what their structure is, government structure is, but um, she's the leader of the country, and they're being led by a woman. And like they're out there, kids are going back to school. You know, they're out there going to bars, no masks, no nothing, because there's no cases in the entire country. And I'm just like, we're fucking idiots. <laughs> People talking about the second wave is here. I'm like, we never left the first wave. Yeah, <laughs> we never left the first wave. What are we doing? What are we doing? Um, it's so funny. I think I brought this up to you before we started, but this was, um, um, you know, speaking of Obamacare and stuff like that, I remember they were talking about death panels in our Obamacare and that, you know, mm -hmm. they're going to bring death panels back. Well, I got to say, this is the one time that Trump has actually, uh, done something that people said that Obama promised, uh, Trump is under Trump. We're getting death panels. 
A Texas hospital is so overwhelmed with coronavirus cases that officials say it will send the patients least likely to survive home to die. A hospital in Stark wow. County, Texas, is so overwhelmed with coronavirus cases that officials said that it was choose which patients to use its resources on and send those most likely to die back to their families. The four-star telegram reported that uh, Dr. Jose Valquez, the health authority for Stark County, said the county was creating guidelines to help health workers decide how to use resources on the patients with the best chances of survival. Valquez added that the committee would, a committee, almost like a panel, right? A deaf panel? Uh, would decide which pan- pan- uh, patients were li- most likely to die at Stark County Memorial Hospital, the only hospital in the county, and would send them home. The situation is desperate, he said. Tuesday, we cannot continue to function in, uh, functioning in Stark County Memorial Hospital, nor in, the, uh, or, nor in our county in the way that things are going. The numbers are staggering. Valquez said the county sends coronavirus uh, patients... Uh, the, the county sends coronavirus pa- patients daily to other parts of Texas and to other states, but the hospitals in both Texas and nearby states are now overwhelmed. There is nowhere to put these patients. The whole state of Texas and neighboring states have no ICU beds to spare, uh, to spare for us. The decision is reminiscent of the decision made by doctors in Italy in March when the country was being ravaged by the virus. This is they would start choosing who to save because of limited resources. Death panels, guys. They're here. Yeah, that sounds like a death panel to me. And and unfortunately, you've had variations of that throughout the country since this hit. Like when we when we got hit in New York, they had to convert in the city, had to convert the Javits into a mm-hmm. um into a makeshift like a triage center for patients. And and I will say that's probably one of the best uses ever for that place <laughs> because they have the space. Yeah. They definitely have the space. Like if it's anywhere in, in New York City that should be like the last line of defense to hold down patients of all kinds, it should be the Jacob Javits Center because if it was the hospital, it would probably be the biggest hospital in the world. Right. But um, but yeah, it, it's sad, man. It's sad. And I, I hate the fact that this has all become political. Like everything becomes political, but it's like literal life and death on the line. And common sense and science could mitigate it, but everybody wants to have this benefit them and are acting in their own self-interest. And then you got the other side where everybody thinks every single facet of this is a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. So... I, it, it's like it's like I've told people before who 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 feel the numbers have been exaggerated and the, the, this is con, con, there's aspects of control in this there's aspects in all this right I say a couple of things I say one I know people who work in hospitals and they're telling me it's crazy they have no reason to lie to me they have no reason to lie they and they, and they ain't making money like that to be perpetuating some type of government lie right so. Actual health professionals are from on the front lines telling me it's it's as bad or worse as it seems. And two, I could really fuck up people's minds and say, if every aspect of our life, as you see it, conspiracy theorist connoisseur, is being controlled by the government, what's a mask gonna do to 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 upset that balance either way? What is really a piece of cloth going to do on our face? I got one better for you. I got one better for you. I'm going to tell you this. Simon Verna says some real hard truths. 
about ourselves and the place in the world. All right. When everybody listen very closely to what I'm about to say here. <laughs> you are not fucking important enough for the government to trace and give a fuck about. I wish we were on camera because I just gave you the hands like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> now, now, not only that, Castle Samos bring this up too. It's like, not only that, let's say that the mass and the coronavirus, you know, the, the coronavirus uh, vaccine is a way to microchip you. If you're on an iPhone or a Samsung Galaxy or whatever the fuck, if you're on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, whatever the fuck, if you have Alexa, you have a smart TV, you have this, you have a smart car, all this stuff, mm-hmm. you're already being fucking tracked anyway. What, what, mm-hmm. what else? What else? You've already signed away with all those, those little, those little privacy agreements that you click through and don't read. You've already Nobody. done all that. You've already done all that's enough. Why do you think that when you're talking to, to your, to your roommate or talking to whoever in the room for you and you have Facebook open, next thing you know, you're getting all the ads for things you just talked about. Why do you think all that shit's happening? All right. So mm-hmm. here's the thing. Uh, they already know everything about you already. Um, you know, you have already been dumb enough to put your, your date of birth, your, your mother's maiden name, your, uh, your, your, your dog, uh, your dog's name, your pet's name, all the, all, all the answers to all your security questions are already can be already be found on your fucking Facebook. All right. Um, your password is probably one, two, three, four, right? It's like if people really, if the government really wanted to lock you down, you've already given away all your shit. All right. They got, this is one of those things that the conspiracy theory is actually a lightweight version of what they actually could do. If they really needed to do it, if they really needed to find you, do you know how easy it is to find somebody? You know how easy it is to find somebody? Like, I think there was an article about this about, um, there was, I can't remember where the protest was, but it was a, it was a white girl who had, um, burned a Wendy's or something like that. And it might have been, was it George Floyd's girlfriend or something? Or Atlanta. Atlanta. Was, was it Atlanta? Atlanta? No, I'm, uh, Fuck. I can't believe I can't, it. it. It's so sad right. that I can't. I can't remember which Rashad, one. Rashad, um, not Boy. Is it Rashad Boykins? No, I know what you're talking about. It's just so many of them. Oh, but like, God. whatever it was, it was. I think whatever it is, but the FBI was able to track down who she was because they tracked down her Rashad shirt. Rashad Brooks. Rashad Brooks. There you bad. go. Sorry. They tracked down her shirt through the, the images and then tracked it through Etsy and stuff like that. It's like, guys, guys, they didn't do anything extra or special for any of that shit. Because I've already put all, all your shit out on the internet. So there is no Bro- microchip. Brother I is already here. Right. Brother I is already here. All right. We already accepted that. Shit. I just, I got myself. I was going to, I was going to stay away from all the Alexa shit. I got an Alexa show because I was just like, well, at this fucking point, why not? You know, they, they already got me. I'm already on Facebook. I'm already on Twitter. No matter what right. I fucking do, it's easy to find that shit out. You're not hiding from the government. The only way you're hiding from the government is if you actually go out into the fucking woods and live off grid. Ain't none of us doing that shit. Ain't none of us built for that nope. shit. So at this right. point, you might as well just accept it, all right? Yeah, just stop trying to pretend. So you're not... In, and also the other thing, dude, you're not important enough. You're not. No. Nope. You're not. The majority of us are not going to be at this protest. The majority of us are not going out here doing any of this shit. So, no... You, person, sitting on the internet doing nothing because you're bored on Facebook. The government is not tracking you. Nobody gives a shit. Now, Facebook... I even the- got a couple... I, I even got a couple other things for you, Chris. One, um, we, we've had... We've both had some type of job where at some point we had to get fingerprinted and all of that. That's why I tell people all the time, the government knew who the fuck I am oh. and where the fuck I'm at. All, yeah. They have everything. They have everything on me. So at this point, I can expect them to come get me wherever I am unless I go off the grid. N- n- That's one. And, n- and two, you know, you know what, I, what I think about when, when people tell me all this shit and, and all this control and all this depopulation and all this shit? I, I believe you. What are we going to do about it? Right. 
We get off. We get off Facebook. I believe you. What we gonna do about it? Like, don't don't. What don't, are we gonna do? Don't don't tell me all that shit. And you still you well, you gonna get off of Facebook? You gonna get off of Twitter? You gonna get off of this? Well, I ain't gonna get right. all that shit. Or even yo, I am aware now. You have enlightened me. My mind is That's open. Right. My third eye is completely open. There's no pink eye. I have 20-20-20 vision. What we gonna do? How do we stop this? What is your plan? What the fuck is your plan? To keep spreading YouTube videos? What's your plan? All right, we all know now. So what we going to do? We're going to topple the, the 1% who's been controlling us for generations? What, what power? Even the superheroes in the comics. Roxxon is still in, in, in operation. Roxxon. They literally have mythical creatures running their company. They're still in operation. If if heroes powered like mutants and enhanced humans, meta humans can't do it, how? What are you gonna do? What, I mean, what do you, what do you what do you like? Come on, I mean, you 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 don't like. You're the one that you you just found out that Facebook is tracking your shit because you finally had somebody else tell you to read your fucking terms of service, nigga. What are you gonna do? Like, come on. Like I said, you were talking about, you know, you know, we've all been like, nigga, I have been fingerprinted. I have had a background check and I have to report anytime I leave the country to the government. Nigga, I'm I'm already stuck, yo. Nigga, y'all have fun. I can't go nowhere. <laughs> like <laughs> I I've, I'm I'm already in that spot. Like I'm they I'm not hiding from the government. I gotta change my name. I gotta really completely fall off the grid. I gotta do all that shit for me. And they they'll still they'll still probably find me. All right. They know all my. They know all my closest contacts. They got my. They, 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 the government probably. If, if you work for any kind of form of a contract or any form of the government, they got your next of kin. They got your your emergency contact. So if you try to go off the grid, they gonna know who to contact. Nigga, what are you doing? Everybody. <laughs> Come and on. don't think that they can't break HIPAA right? to figure out some yeah. shit about you medically. Just, just if you go, yeah. if you go to therapy, like kudos for you. But if you go to therapy and there's a, and you're a threat. Guess what? That patient doctor confidentiality, they'll find a way around it. You're we're we're stuck. So unless you're going into the mountains and 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 are gonna go off the grid and, and continue to shoot YouTube conspiracy theories from the mountains of Wyoming. Well, um, you, you, you're gonna be Daisy, you're gonna be you're gonna you're gonna be uh you're gonna be you're gonna be Daisy in, in um no, Sky, Sky from the first season of, of, of Sky from the first season of Agent of Shield sitting in a fucking van somewhere talking about some. We are out here. We are Smelly mini. Like, come on, come on, yo, really? Come on, come on. Just, just stop. Like, they, they, they got you. Like, they, but this goes. It's not just the people who say that, but it's also to me all those people that talk about um, uh, forming a militia to rise up against the government. First of all, first of all, you're not gonna take on the government because first of all, if the, if the government really wanted to put you down, they they would because they're actually fucking trained to do that. Second of all, we're in the midst right drones. now. We're in the midst right now of the federal government trying to take over some democratic cities, and y'all motherfuckers are ghosts as a motherfucker. So you ain't oh. gonna do shit. You're not gonna do shit. This is just big talk. This is another one of those things where me Americans talk big shit and like to feel like we're actually gonna do something, and we don't actually fucking do something. So I reached that point in my life where I'm just like. Oh, motherfucker, it, it's that point when, like, you, you every, every now and then you get that point in, like, one of those dystopian futures and movies where, like, robots take over. And there's always that one guy that goes, huh, the robots are taking over, huh? Well, knew that shit was coming. So, wait, Frank, you're not going to leave? It's mm -hmm. like, no, nah, no, nah, we're not going to outrun the motherfuckers. So I'm just going to accept my fate and 
If I die, I die. So I'm just gonna right. I'm gonna drink I'm gonna drink my whiskey and I'm gonna enjoy my shit and uh, enjoy this last smoke and uh that's it. Y'all y'all have fun running off and trying to trying to survive. You're not gonna make it, but I'm gonna enjoy my life. That's me at this point. I'm like, nigga, they already got me. <laughs> so I'm gonna enjoy as much life as possible while they they already got me, and I'm just gonna accept that fate. Like, just come on. Um, I'm just I'm just hoping at this point there really isn't a zombie apocalypse because I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to live in that world. That's that's at this point that's the last thing I will say though. I I am I am happy <laughs> that my fellow UFO enthusiasts we've been vindicated. I knew it. I knew it. I fucking knew it. We've been vindicated. So because I knew because it's, it's a fucking you really think we the only fucking beings out here. You really think or even better, you think people ain't creating shit we don't know about if it's not extraterrestrial. And if it is, yo, do you understand where we are as a people that they've literally revealed the existence of UFOs and everybody's like, I, but where's the face? So, so for those, for those who don't know, since like, I want to say like since April, uh, I think it's the, yes. um, the U.S. government has finally declassified some UFO information. Right. And the New York Times has been posting it like every few months. They've been posting some more stuff. So like three days ago, they posted some more information um, from the Office of Naval Intelligence that showed some of the stuff that the, the U.S. government been tracking on UFOs. And like Jeff said, like it's barely broke the news. How, <laughs> bro? How? Like this is earth shattering. <laughs> They hid. They hid a whole department. They decommissioned the department and hid the department in the navy, and kept tracking this and let us know. Oh like, yeah, like yeah, we we recovered an extraterrestrial craft, and everybody's like, I. But what about COVID? Like, I yeah, we could do multiple things. What the fuck? Go to Area Fifty Two right now. Them people were right. Them people who stormed Area Fifty. Yo, dude, it's been so oh, fucking crazy. My bad. Area fifty one. They were it, right. It, they it, were fucking right. What do they have in there, yo? It's it's been it's it's so fucking hilarious. Because one one, I grew up I grew up on on X Files. So to me, this is like me going like, fuck, right? X, the X Files was actually a documentary. Holy shit, you know? It's like, but like 2020, 2020 has been so fucking crazy that Jeff is actually right. Then like, there's literally an article from Wired from May. This is from May 17th. And the title of it is like, will the New York Times ever stop reporting on UFOs? <laughs> so, uh, this is how crazy. 2020 Bro, they, have, they have articles as early as the New York Times just posted something else two days ago. That's what I'm saying. No, that's what I'm saying. They posted something else this week. I'm like, that's why it's so funny you brought it up. I'm like, oh, they, oh, they this, say why to say will they stop? <laughs> yo, yeah, this, this, well, no, and this one from May. So they posted the, the New York Times posted another article with more information like two or three days ago. And so it's like it's so funny because the, the and, and like you said they've been posting it. Um, they started publishing it. It was it was a front page story December 2017. They put a front uh, a, a front page story about the shadowy UFO Pentagon program that investigated encounters between Navy uh, Navy fighter pilots and mysteriously gravity defying objects. Um, and since then, they keep like publishing this information. But because life under Donald Trump has been so fucking insane, nobody has given a fuck. Like there was that one thing that happened. I, I want to say it was the one back in in May where they showed you the vi they had the video. Of the yes. uh, of the UFO and everybody's facing like 
Oh, that's probably just the, the aliens probably just saw us and rolled the windows and said, "Nah, that's a ghetto," and just, and just kept on moving. Like we all saw this shit, and literally all of us didn't even fucking blink. All <laughs> were just like, "Eh, yeah." I guess we're doing aliens Yo, now. You know, <laughs> how fucked up is our world that people discovered UFOs and said, we have to deal with racism and police brutality. We don't got time for aliens unless y'all come in a protest with us. Yo, we don't have time to deal with y'all right now. It's insane, yo. It's absurd. Aliens come down to home or something. We come in pieces like, yeah, but like, are you for Black Lives Matter? Are you for defunding the police? Like, like, what are you? What are your? What are your? But what? But what, what, what? Like, what are your politics? Because if, if you're not for any one of those, then we we ain't got motherfucking time for you right now. Like, what do you? What do you hear? You part of the resistance? Are, are y'all the aliens that came to Egypt and to the Incas right. and the Mayans? Right. Or y'all some other? Are right. y'all the white the white men? Right. Of right. Wait. Wait. Yeah. 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 Can y'all? Can y'all, you? Since y'all, y'all aliens, y'all been around for a while, right? Can y'all sit on? Was Jesus black? <laughs> you right. gotta, you gotta, so break it down for them. Let them know. Right. Let them know what it is. Yo, right. imagine if the aliens came out like, yo, I, I have to tell y'all, black people been right this whole time. We've been oh, around whoa, a little whoa, while. Whoa, and, uh, whoa, we whoa, actually so, have so, so, so here's so here's my here's my conspiracy theory. I think aliens would say that, and aliens are looking at the, looking at the world going like that. They're not ready yet. They're still not ready for that. <laughs> so aliens are just circling around, going like, "We can't, we can't get what they're doing we, now. We, we can't, we can't come down right now. They shoot the fuck out of us right now. You see what they're doing? Like, like, look, look at that black person right there. That black person over there said that Jesus is black, and they, they, they got the shit beat of him. We ain't going down that motherfucking place right now. Yo, are you fucking kidding? I just thought of something. What if? Because you know, of course, they say once you become president, you basically learn all the secrets of the fucking U.S. Oh, I know right? what you're about to say. Yes. What if yes. this is the reason? Why Trump started Space so, Force? So well, <laughs> holy shit! Because you know he's just ready to tell everybody everything. Why? What if this is the reason why? So, and then so, think about it. It looks like Starfleet, right? 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 right. It, I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't think it's a coincidence. But here's the other thing too. So apparently, and some of this stuff is actually too high for the president because the documentary series it's it's from Mufon. I can't. What does Mufon stand for? Oh, uh, God. Uh. Uh, it's like mutual, um, the mutual UFO network, right? Um, mm-hmm. So they have a show on Netflix right now, a documentary called Hangar One. We're talking about certain things. And then one of the things they bring up is that um, uh, certain presidents have tried to go in and declassify stuff. Like Bill Clinton was very intrigued about UFOs and he wanted to declassify the stuff. And they basically told him <laughs> he didn't need to know. <laughs> Oh shit! What what is it called? Plus plausible deniability. Right, right. So it was on that. So it was they like, wanted him to hate plausible. <laughs> <laughs> basically, too high of his clearance. So he's not I level seven. Right. Bill Clinton wasn't level seven. <laughs> well, it's like it's, it's literally like. But that's the funny thing, right? It's just like everything else. Like you go back and look at all the sci-fi movies you've ever seen, and you find out that it's like there's been a little truth in all of them. So it's literally Independence Day with the president didn't know about Area Fifty One, and the guy's like. Well, that's not exactly 100%. He's like, what do you mean? You've known about these motherfuckers? It's like, mm, a little bit, but plausible deniability, we didn't want to tell you, right? right? right. So <clears throat> anyway, um, but yeah, part of me believes that Trump probably did find some information. And, and the way these motherfuckers have, have blown through some of 
the known things. I absolutely do believe that part of the thing is Trump did get some information on that shit. So you're right. It probably did come from there. I think part of it also is a little bit of a distraction, Get, but it didn't work oh, out because people are way too, you know, we're dying, so we don't give a fuck about aliens at this point. Or at this point, we've turned into the people going like, send the aliens, let them enslave us, we're fine, we need something at like... At this point, right. Like, I've gotten to the point where I'm, at my point, I'm like, well, maybe aliens will be the, you know, be natural predators that white people need to finally get their shit together, because I, 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 my whole big thing is white people need natural predators, because... They just they don't have enough fear in them right now, so they need something <laughs> to actually fear, and then maybe they'll get their shit together and actually just feel. They need to feel what a little bit of oppression is, right? And so I, I think we get a little bit of that. We'll, we'll we maybe we'll get right on track for the rest of the United States. But yeah, it's been it's been so fucking crazy because I'm with you. I've also been always in the, the 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 UFO thing, but at this point, it's just one of those things. It's like I'm sorry, 2020 is just it's too much shit going on. I don't care. I should, but I right. I don't because it's like a big thing. It's like I'm not time talking about this stuff, and it kind of lines up with things you've heard before about you know uh, you know uh, UFOs and and the U.S. military and, and fighter pilots seeing these things and and all this stuff. And so the fact that the government is actually now openly going now is a perfect time for us to release all this stuff because nobody's paying attention. It's just so funny, and the New York Times is reporting it, and nobody's even blinking an eye. It's just it's Nuts. so fucking it's so on brand for 2020. Like they literally have the MIB mm-hmm. in fucking your government. That's what it is. It's like, yo, it, it's not. And, and the fact that we're all just like, I still remember that day when it dropped on Twitter and everybody was like, well, at this point, this is the least 2020 thing to happen. Like, let them come. Like, maybe we need a third party <laughs> mm-hmm. to come in and evaluate mm-hmm. the world. Right. So, yeah, it is. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just one of those crazy fucking things that you just look at everything that's going on in this world and you're just like, I I can't believe it. Um mm-hmm. some more crazy things, and we kind of mentioned this before. Um <clears throat> what the fuck in Portland, guys? Yeah. What, what are we doing? It's a map of it's a map of Call of Duty now. It really is a map of, it's a Call of Duty map. <laughs> I just it's like how do we I might even say how we got here at this point. We know how we got to this point. I'm actually surprised it's taken them this long to come up with this shit. Like, you have... <clears throat> and we saw this coming for something else slick that, that, the, the, that the Trump administration has done is they've put in these heads of the departments that aren't confirmed by the Senate by calling them acting secretaries. So the head mm. of DHS right now has not been confirmed by the Senate. He hasn't been confirmed by the Senate. He's an acting head of. So he's low key, like legally rogue. Yeah. Um, right. It's something Wolf. What is his fucking name? Um, the. uh, Dick Wolf? Chad Wolf, I think. Of course, he's a fucking Chad, right? It's just. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. Chad Wolf, acting secretary uh, of the. and then Ken Cuccinelli, also piece of shit, uh, is the acting de- deputy secretary. So you have two people that are running this department that are not confirmed by the Senate because they know that they cannot confirm these motherfuckers to the Senate and do not want to be. And, and that also means that because they're not confirmed by the Senate, they answer, they're really kind of answering to the president and they're loyal to the president. And so Trump has started doing this where we don't we do not have Senate confirmed heads of these departments anymore. 
and he's found a way around again everything you know when you when you put a system in place and you start allowing people to go around and again there's not much you can do when you have <clears throat> the republican people keep blaming the democrats on this but it's like this is what happens when you let a, a party doesn't give a fuck about the rules in charge there has right. to be rules you know what do you do when one party doesn't give a fuck about those rules um the thing about Ken Cuccinelli and, and Chad Wolf is when you look at them, they both have very punchable faces. Have you noticed about <laughs> everybody in the in the Trump administration? They all have very punchable faces. Like Betsy DeVos. Like I'm I'm a man, so I can't say I'd punch Betsy DeVos, but I, I would say if you're a woman, you look at Betsy DeVos, you wanna you wanna slap her in the fucking face. You wanna punch her in the face because she has a very punchable face. All of them have punchable faces. They they just they're huge pieces of shit. Also, just to remind people. Department of Homeland Security should not exist. It's a department that was created after 9-11 by, we say George W. Bush, but we know Dick Cheney, right? There's a department that does not need to exist. When we talk about defunding the police and defunding some of these, and <clears throat> people talk about deregulation and, and the, the amount of money we spend in, in, um, in the government, you can look at no further than the fact that we're creating whole new departments. I mean, we talk about, you know, we, we were just laughing about Space Force right there, but how much money is going to be poured into the Space Force that couldn't be handled by other, by existing branches of, of, of the military already? Did we really need to create another branch of the military that was going to siphon off more money? No, we didn't need to do that. Did we need to create the Department of Homeland Security? Absolutely not. All you had to do was just tell the existing uh, organizations you have to talk to each other. You didn't need another department for that. You don't need ice you don't need these you don't need these organizations and <clears throat> people talk about if we were to come out today and say well defund the department of homeland security and get rid of it people would act all weird and crazy i'm like but we've existed longer without that department right i am older than that department like you we, we don't need it we don't need that and it's budget $51.6 billion. Think we could use that money somewhere else, guys. Don't need it. Um, so we have these um these thugs um that are uh, dressed up, and I'm not talking about the protests, I'm talking about these 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 federal agents that are showing up in in Portland are being deployed to these cities that are showing up that have no training to handle protests. Um, and are not trained for this this duty, and are being used as. I get it. Godwin's laws say we should not bring up Nazis. We should not mention Hitler. And then when you do that, you lose the argument. However, Godwin's law does not apply when you're literally talking about fascist tactics. I want to get that mm. out of the way right now. These are fascist tactics. You have federal agents that are entering for the most part, directly to the president because they are, they are being directed by acting secretaries of these departments that have not been Senate confirmed. So that means that they are put there by the, by uh, the heads of these departments are being put, are been put there by president Trump with no oversight from Congress. All right. And they are kidnapping people off the street under the guise of, well, we're there to protect federal property because someone spray painted Black Lives Matter 
on a federal courthouse. And so they are there to do that, although they have they have arrested, they have beaten, and they have taken people away from those federal courthouses. Uh, some of the people they've taken off, they have not actually even charged them with things. So now when you, so, so, Jess, let me ask you a question. When you um, take somebody off the street, put them into an unmarked van, hold them with, um, hold them for countless hours without telling them where they're going, and then release them without charging them with a crime, what is that called? That's kidnapping. Mm, mm. That sounds like kidnapping. Mm. It might be a better legal huh. term, but you know, mm. I would have said I was kidnapped. Hmm. Kidnapping. Huh. Interesting. So you have uh, uh, it armed, heavily armed, and militarized individuals. Um, I take uh, these are stormtroopers, guys. These are stormtroopers. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry. That there's no other. There's no other. Like, I know we don't like bringing up Nazis and we overuse the Nazi terminology a lot of times, but like, this is what Nazis used to do. Like, this is what fascist governments over around the world do. You have people that are not, they're not set up for conflict resolution. Um, there's that video of, um, everybody saw that video of the um, Navy vet who had his arm broken, right? The um, one where the, uh, he was confronting the, uh, the agents and he was asking them to remember their oaths. And then you saw that one guy, the one agent come out with a nightstick and beat the shit out of him and broke his arm. You, you saw that video? Nah, where was this in Portland? Yeah, it's a Portland one. It's the one where the, it's like a tall white guy, and you see the the agent come out and just with with his with his nightstick just wail on him, and the dude took it like a champ. And and then was this away. the dude who who recorded the video afterwards saying that like blackness in America like the it the might be I'm about, I'm about, was I'm, cute. I'm, I, I might I, it might be the same guy. I'm about o- to play older the, veteran. The, yeah, older yeah, veteran I'm, guy? I'm about to play his video because the, the way he the way he talked about it afterwards, I'm like. Oh, this dude gets it. This dude gets it. Like, I'm going to play his video in a minute. But like, yeah, but I want to think about that for a minute, right? What happened to him? He goes up to these agents as a veteran and says, I want you all to remember your oath and that the people you're facing off against are American citizens. Let's, let's, not, even, let's not even go down the idea of maybe you should treat all human beings with respect and maybe you shouldn't do this to any human being regardless of their American citizens or not. Let's just ignore that for a minute, right? Because I don't even think that was, he wouldn't try to make that point. But it's like, hey, you know, these are not their enemies. These I want you guys to remember your oaths as you're here, as you're doing this stuff. Remember who you are. And the the agent comes out and with, with a nightstick and literally just wails on him. Ends up breaking his arm. They spray him with, with, pepper, uh, with mace and that's it, right? They never arrest that guy. So, again, Jeff, I'm going to ask you. If you're standing there talking to federal agents, federal agents then attack you. Let's say they let's say they ask you to move and you don't move, and instead of them arresting you peacefully or or, or moving the other way, they come over and they start beating on you, but never arrest you. What is that called? That's assault, isn't hmm. it? <laughs> Weird, right? Seems like it's assault because if if the person if it wasn't actually a lawful order to get him out of the way and you actually had to move him out of the way, I would think that after that you would then arrest him. For either one, I would think that if you're using some kind of force on him, that means he used he was threatening your life or threatening you, and you had to use that equal force, but you didn't. So somehow you didn't. I hope this dude she was, she was the ever loving fuck out of the federal government for what they did to him. He might not because he's a veteran, and somehow veterans have this weird 
a loyalty to the United States government even after they screwed them over. I don't know what he's going to do on that, but like mm-hmm. he absolutely should because that dude should not whoever that dude is who 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 hit him should not be a federal officer. I'm going to play this clip. He got interviewed by I think ABC where he's talking mm-hmm. about it a little bit. You go from here. Where do I go from here? Well, I want to use my 15 minutes to put out a message to my fellow vets. I also want to use my 15 minutes to try to refocus this whole discussion back to Black Lives Matter as opposed to an old white guy who got beat up because I don't think I warrant the attention, to be perfectly frank. Um, I think it's a little overblown, to be perfectly honest. The attention you're getting? Yeah, the attention I'm getting. I think it's overblown. Um, I'm a private person. I'd like to have my life back. This has turned everything upside down. I got beaten down. I was an old white guy that got beat down. That's an acute situation, right? Being a black person in this country is a chronic situation every day. So no, I didn't get a taste. I just got beat up. If I had been a black veteran and had gotten beaten down, do you think I would have gotten as much attention as I did? Yes. Really? I I think it's because I'm just an old white dude. And what it demonstrates is if they're going to beat, if they can beat somebody down like me, they can beat anybody down, I guess. One, he gets it because that reporter who goes, yes, I'm like, you're wishful thinking. But we've seen, we've seen black veterans not only beaten, we've seen black veterans killed. Yeah. By, by, by police. So he's like this old white guy. He gets it. You know, yeah, I saw I saw him. I saw that interview. Mm-hmm. I didn't see what happened oh, beforehand. Oh, when you see the video, it's going to piss you off because it pissed me off. Like he's literally standing there talking to them as a vet. And the dude comes out and is swinging like he's swinging for the fight. Swinging like he's fucking King Griffey Jr. And hits him with the This dude takes it like a champ and doesn't like flinch and just takes the beating. But he gets hit like four or five times with a nightstick. And then here's the statement for the U.S. Marshal, because apparently it was a U.S. Marshal that did it. The statement for the U.S. Marshal says, the subject, of the, on, on, the subject on video presented a threat to the deputy U.S. Marshals by continuing to approach them and failing to comply with lawful commands to withdraw as they proceeded to reenter the courthouse. Less than lethal force was deployed only until the, the individual retreated. Based upon the circumstances at the time of the incident, the deputies believed that the force was used was necessary to protect themselves and others from physical harm. This is the lie. When you see the video... The statement from them is even fucking worse. Because he was not a threat. He wasn't, a, he wasn't keeping them from doing their job. If they were retreating into the courthouse, they could have kept going and he would not have... They, there's nothing that would have stopped. At the same time, it's like you needed to use less than lethal force. And I, I want to talk about less than lethal force, right? Why are you using any force? If he's impeding federal agents, arrest him. Cuff him. Cuff him. He's in, if, if what you're doing is lawful and he's breaking the law, you is it is the right of you to cuff him and arrest him. You don't deploy less than lethal force. Because here, what's less than lethal force? If I, Jeff, if I come up to you, pluck out your eyes and break your leg, guess what? I use less than lethal force, though. It's, less, it's, it's not lethal. I mean, I would... I it's, would. It's not lethal. <laughs> In, in the, at the textbook definition of, of I mean, less than lethal you're force, well, you didn't kill me. I mean, come on. So it's not lethal force, it's not lethal. Because right? lethal know? means to you're the dead. point of death. Right, 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 right. So so if I beat you with the, into your life and you're on a breathing tube and you need a ventilator to breathe for the rest of your life, guess what? Not lethal. 
It's your technically. So, so already the, the U.S. Marshals using that as an excuse is bullshit, right? But the same bullshit that not just, because I don't want to make this just about the federal, the federal government, because the police use the same fucking logic, right? The idea of, well, we deploy non-lethal force. I'm like, so we've seen the videos of this. So when you fire um, rubber bullets that should not be fired directly at people, when you fire them at people and do it at point blank range, we've seen the body, like there was a, the wall of mothers, well, white mothers, because black mothers have been out here on the streets for longer than mm -hmm. these white mothers have been. Again, we'll, we'll let that one slide. Um, I've seen the video of some of those women being hit with rubber bullets and then with the damage to their bodies when they go home, like one woman show what the, the whelps on her bodies and the marks on her body afterwards. It looked like she'd been assaulted, all right? We've seen uh, the, the stuff where uh, non-lethal force was directed and rubber bullets were used directly at, at protesters and people have lost eyes, broken orbital sockets. So this idea that just because you're using non-lethal force that somehow you're justified from that, it's like, why are you using any force? You know? Well, they threw water bottles at us. You guys are armed to the teeth and have body armor on. You can't, you can't get... Right. They threw firecrackers at us. Okay. I'm sorry. If you guys cannot handle firecrackers and water bottles being thrown at you, you shouldn't be on the fucking street. You shouldn't be on the street. If that's enough to provoke you into, you know, uh, uh, firing non-lethal weapons, quote, non-lethal weapons, and not using them the way they've been directed, because people can point it out that rubber bullets are not supposed to be fired directly at people. They're supposed to be fired at the ground to blunt the force and then ricochet off of that. That's how they're supposed to be used, and that's not how people are using them. We have witnessed, and this is police doing this, we have witnessed police shooting directly at media on camera, you know? Like, you guys shouldn't be using any kind of force at, at all. So, uh, I'm sorry, uh, this is bullshit. And, and the fact that this is their response, and this is, what this is their response to, to them firing at a, a white veteran as he said it's like i got a taste i, I didn't even get a taste like this is, i'm just a white guy like what do you what, if they're doing it to me what do you think they're doing to black people you know right you know and, and then and then comes uh uh some of the other things i, I find uh hilarious one um Disturbing and demoralizing, DHS employees are worried that the Portland protest response is destroying their agency's reputation. I'm like, well, your agency's reputation is a reputation of an agency that should not exist. So there's that. Um, and into that, I say, uh, yeah. Yeah. You guys are being deployed in the exact way that people who were opposed to the foundation of the Department of Homeland Security and the Patriot Act said that you all would be deployed in. People said, given the power of the, the given, creating this group and doing this, what makes you different from any, why are we doing this? When you look at, they're deploying the U.S. Marshals, uh, uh, the, uh, um, Border Patrol. Why are you deploying Border Patrol agents to U.S. cities? Thought you had to keep keep the caravans out from Mexico. Why are we deploying? I mean, we don't need it, but like, why? Why? If you had to keep that, why are you deploying them against U.S. citizens in a city like Portland? Ice, like, what are you doing? 
Conversations with 17 DSH yeah. employees, all of whom requested an anonymity because they are not authorized to speak to public on the matter, revealed that many at the agency agreed with the show of force. Some called for an investigation, while others said that they feared the long-term consequences for the agency's reputation. Despite working at DHS, I watched and learned from every every day's uh, uh, learn about every day's new descent into lawlessness and authoritarianism, just like the rest of the world. One employee said, "Being part of this corrupt regime, even as I play no role in the decision-making process, leads me disgusted in my employer and saddened for my country." Many employees believe the department was directly connected to uh, President Donald Trump's re-election efforts of politicizing the agency. This administration's utter lack of, utterly transparent fear-mongering of sending federal officers out against peaceful protesters in Portland and Chicago has no purpose other than to support the tr Trump's re-election bid. It is blatantly unconstitutional and embarrassment to the agency and the career of civil servants who work here, said the one employee. Here's the thing, though. This is the other thing that I want to bring up because we bring this up with cops all the time. If you are in, in there, and, and, and you got to remember that the Department of Homeland Security is way bigger than these the, these agents that are being. These are very highly. These are specific agents that are that are sent from the DHS, right? DHS has its own like basic like SWAT team like agencies of people. Like there are some civil servants in the Department of Homeland Security that don't do any of this stuff, right? So I'm not even really talking to these people. But you got to wonder about the people that are being deployed into these cities and are and are strapped up like you know, their, their army and military, which by the way, doesn't make any sense to wear army fatigues in a, in a, in a urban environment that doesn't make any sense, but whatever, but what are you blending in with? Um, can I ask yourself, why are you still there? Why are you there? If, That's real. if, if you're given the order to fire on peaceful protesters, why are you doing that? Now, a lot of people say, well, you know, got to follow orders. I'm like, yeah, Nazis follow orders too. And again, I know people don't like making that comparison, but we need to at this point. At some point, you have to take a stand. When you say that, you know, even if you believe in the mission of what you're, uh, the, the overall mission of the DHS and saying, you know, and don't agree with me saying that DHS should go away. Let's say you over, but let's say you, you fundamentally understand that what you're doing right now is wrong. And that you are being deployed to U.S. cities to fight against U.S. citizens is wrong. I have to ask, why are you still doing it? If you if you are given, you do not have to follow unlawful orders. So you have a choice. You can put your weapons down. And refuse and deal with those consequences. And I believe that history will show that you were right and you might even get, you know, vindicated later on. And let's say you're not, do you really want to be part of an organization that would punish you for same thing with cops? Like like cops say that they're afraid to come forward because they feel like they'll get punishment. Why would you want to belong to an organization that will punish you for doing the right thing? That's real. That's the first question. So the second question then becomes if you don't do that. How many, how, how many of you are actually enjoying what you're doing? Because when I see the video of the dude swinging on this cop, when I see the video of people, uh, of, of these agents firing um, tear gas and firing at uh, indiscriminately who they're doing, like hitting, hitting, they, they tear gas the mayor of Portland. All right. When I see I these, that, yeah. when, when I see these federal agents doing that, I then go from the, I, the, the first group of people where I think that, well, why are you, why don't you just say no? Two, I believe each and every single one of you wants to be there.
This isn't like that. Um, there was that one video uh, a while ago. I don't can't remember where it was, but it was the National Guardsman who was black and was like mumbling to himself, "I'm black and I'm proud" because he was, you know, he was forced to be there. That's not like that. Like, these, these are not National Guardsmen who, you know, you get called up every now and then, and then you got to, you know, like, you got That's not. That's what it was. This, you know, you are highly specialized, and you're already in a controversial organization. You know, when you're a member of these 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 elite groups that are that make up ICE. The Coast Guard, um, Border Custom and Border Patrol, and, and and the U.S. Marshal Service. You're already. Mm, I'm going to say you're making. You've made a choice. You've made a choice. Yeah. All right. Particularly ICE and Custom and Custom and Border Patrol. And I'm going to be honest here. I feel like your choice kind of racist. So I already believe <laughs> a certain. I already believe that a certain number of you people who are in that group already don't give a fuck about. U.S. citizens, and you're really just there because you want to shoot and harm people. And you know what? This right here is not doing a lot to change my mind on that. Because when you're given an option to not pull the trigger, you don't hesitate. When you're given an opportunity to not lie and to maybe try to de-escalate and you don't try to de-escalate and you're using any excuse you can as a reason to fire, I feel like every single one of the agents that is deployed, when this is all over, should be fired for cause. They should not. These are not the people. Because remember, none of them are wearing masks. I mean, not all of them are wearing masks, so you can't see their faces. None of them have name tags on, so they can't be identified. You are literally a secret police force. Because you know that if people were to find out who you were, you'd never be allowed to work anywhere else in your fucking life. Right. Either you refuse your orders because you know they're wrong or you're reveling in it because you actually enjoy the violence. And it's a point, it's a point where these are the times where you have to make the decisions. Who, who do you serve? Like what master do you serve? If, if is your job that important that you are you are breaking the law like whether they say it or not just because somebody deploys you is the same way you know it's complicated when you think about stuff like the military right if the military is deployed somewhere overseas and they're killing folk and they're doing all of this it's a complicated way to view them as they're following orders they're being told they're being told this is the enemy but aren't really as concerned with the geopolitical consequences as we may be, right? But this is literally, it's a military insurrection, not an insurrection, incursion on Portland with federal agents. You know what's crazy, though? You know what I mean? You know what's crazy, though? The U.S. military actually has higher standards when it comes to kind of stuff. Remember, remember that one, um, that that one Navy SEAL dude. Uh, I can't remember the name. The dude that that Trump fucking pardoned. His mm-hmm. he was turned on by his unit. They were like, no, fuck this dude. They turned him in. They they were like, no, he does not. Be- he does not live up to our oaths. They were like, fuck that shit, right? And I get it. There are definitely some opportunities where the government does just like the military does and covers up things. Absolutely, not saying there isn't. 
But I've seen more examples of the military not protecting their own in these kind of cases than I have about police or these federal agents. Yeah, like, imagine, war crimes hit differently. <laughs> right. I mean, well, there's that, right? You know, war crimes do hit differently. But like, but that, that also probably explains why you see so many of those people that are in the military end up leaving the military and then go and join, join, join these other organizations because they have less rules. You know? Think about it. How many times... I, I look at it all the time when I see these police officers doing this and, and attacking. I'm like, when do the other officers... When people say all cops are bad, what they mean by that is when you see your fellow cops abusing... Like, there was a... Um, I saw... Let me see if I can pull it up. There was a, there was a cop, I want to say it was in... Do I have it? Because he actually tried to use the, the, the Nazi thing that he was following orders. Here we go. It was Philly. There was a Philly officer. There were three protesters that were... Um, they were they were on a they were on a, on a on a road. They were blocking the road, and they um. So a Philadelphia police officer has been charged with three counts of simple assault after a video reportedly showed him spraying spraying peaceful peaceful kneeling protesters with pepper spray during protests against pre- pre- police brutality. Um, let's see. Uh, Richard Nicoletti, thirty five, is seen on social media videos on June first spraying the three protesters without provocation, according to statements from uh, the district attorney's office. He's also seen physically pulling out the goggles of a protester who was kneeling in the street and spraying her in the face and violently throwing another protester who was still hunched over to protect his face onto his back and continually spraying him with pepper spray while he's laying and standing back up. And you see the video. You see the video. The video is like literally these, these protesters are sitting there and he goes over to them and one by one sprays them in their face. <clears throat> his response to that was, um, Nicolay says, that uh, he let me see if I can find his exact. Uh, oh, I can't. It must have been another article. And another article, he basically said that his his defense was he didn't know wrong. He was just following orders. Which again, <clears throat> if you know your history, <clears throat> there were a lot of Nazis that said the same thing. They were just following yep. orders. All right. So you got to ask yourself. When you are standing there and you're watching your fellow police officer go up to these protesters and spray them in the face, unprovoked, why don't you stop and arrest him right then? He just committed assault. You just watched. You just witnessed somebody commit assault, right? Just committed assault, and you didn't do anything, like. This is where this, this this is where that problem comes in. These motherfuckers have no no standards, but at the same time, they want to dress up like they're, they're the military. Which leads to the Department of Defense has put a thing saying it is concerned about how law enforcement is dressing up in army uniforms. Right. Defense Secretary Mark Esper has made the Trump administration aware of his concerns about with the appropriation of the U.S. military's uniforms about law enforcement agencies as they face off against protesters in cities like uh, Portland, Oregon, depending on spokesperson said on Tuesday. We saw this take place back in June when there were some law enforcement that wore uniforms that make them appear military. Defense Secretary Spokesman Jonathan Hoffman said to the reporters referring to the George Floyd protests through the country earlier this year. The Secretary has expressed concern of this within the administration and said that we want a system where people can tell the difference. Confusion became apparent after video footage of a picture showed law enforcement officials, many of whom refused to identify themselves or agency they were working for, wearing the U.S. Army's camouflage uniform as they confronted demonstrators. This confusion has been confounded, compounded after other activists, such as members of uh, the Bogolo um, movement, wore pieces of the same uniform and carried with them military-style gear to the same protests throughout the country. 
Customer Border Patrol Immediate Response Force, also known as Border Patrol Tactical Unit, often wear military uniforms with custom patches. You guys are not the Army, though. So why are you guys wearing the Army uniforms? Not to mention, you're wearing Dedrick BTUs. Why, why are you dressed like that? Like, it, you, you don't fit into an urban setting. What are you blending in with? Why, 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 why are you... Because those are the type of people who they're comfortable fighting wars domestically, but they won't go overseas with the real military to go fight. So they want to dress up. And, and I think it's also a psychological thing, right? If you see military on your street, you know shit is different, whether they're military or not. If I see a bunch of dudes walking down my block in, in full military gear with tanks and all this weaponry... I'm thinking we're 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 either under attack or we're, we're we're under attack by a foreign enemy or they're they're coming to regulate. So yeah, I, I don't know why I don't think they should. There's countries I, I believe I believe Bermuda is one where in uh like government places like the like the airport and stuff like that, mm-hmm. if you are not in the Bermuda government, you cannot wear fatigues of any kind. Like we went, went like uh, on a on a on a trip out there, and one of my boys had on, you know, because he is a black man, he had on fatigue shorts, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Yo, you gotta change." You gotta do that shit all. They were like, "Yo, you have to change. You have to change. Like you cannot. That's just not how we give it up." And we didn't know, so it was just like, "Wow, he had to go in the bathroom and change his pants." They would not let him literally get into the country without changing his pants. Good on them. So. I've I've been hearing about the um some of the mayors of these cities saying that they were gonna arrest oh, the federal oh, yeah, yeah, agents yeah. that yeah, come the, in the, and yeah. uh, kidnap people. Philly, Philly said that, and then um if you're if you're from Maryland and you know you know about Marilyn Mosby of in Baltimore, she basically said, "Come and try and see what we do," because <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, no, we're not playing that shit." You know, we're not playing that shit. That's you an know, interesting. You- that's an interesting. It's, it's, scenario it gets, though right it, it gets even more interesting it's state versus it's like state rights versus <laughs> low key low key i might no. be exaggerating but low key this is some civil war type shit no it is no it, it no it absolutely is but it also shows you the one a couple things about it one um it, it gets interesting because also that means you have to have the police arresting these people some of these local police departments <laughs> are also pro federal agents coming in and doing their jobs for them. So there's that. Oh, um, yeah. But but also it's due to the hypocrisy of all those state rights people, right? Because you're like, well, this is what you guys talked about, right? This is the state's rights stuff you were talking about. You literally have federal government coming in and trying to overwrite. Like the the, the the all these states have said, we don't want you in our, we don't want you doing this. And the feds basically said, we don't care. We're doing it anyway. You would think that the state's rights people and the libertarians and all these other motherfuckers would get up in arms, but it's so funny how quiet they become and how they don't say that. You'd also think that all those militias that have been dying for this opportunity to test their might against the federal government coming in and overstepping their bound, you would think that they would show the fuck up too, but interesting enough, those motherfuckers are ghosts as well. It's almost as if these motherfuckers talk a bunch of big shit but really are just here about upholding white supremacy and racism. But, you know, that's, that's just me speculating on that shit. You know, I just don't get Well, I, I kind of do get. But it's just hilarious how these militia dudes will run up on Capitol buildings where the same agents will be. And they show no type of force. 
They let them scream in their face. They let them pull up on them with with AKs. Nothing. But they will beat the fuck out of protesters. And my question is, do you is it because you're not you know they'll return the fire or you're scared and you don't want a bloodbath on your hands, but you're comfortable with the bloodbath with people who don't have the same oh weaponry? Well, one is that, but two is also the fact that um, they're also those are their supporters. So to mm. Trump, those are Trump supported those armed people rushing the state houses and things like that because those are his supporters. These are people that are right. staunchly anti-Trump. So you know, while they didn't run up on the person who's wearing, who's walking around with the AK, with the with the the AR-15 and that kind of stuff because they're white and without masks and things like that, they feel like you said they also don't have a problem running against the the dad with the leaf blower or the protester who threw a water bottle. You know, it's, it's so fucking ridiculous. It's, 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 if it wasn't for the other voter suppression thing, I'd be like, this is just more examples of why you got motherfuckers are going to get ran out of office. I'm, I am very highly concerned about not only just voter suppression, but I was talking to Deepon about this earlier, like, and I'm imploring people, if your state is allowing you to do absentee voting or vote uh, mm-hmm. or, or early voting, because I think Maryland, uh, again, just so you guys know, if Larry Hogan does run in 2024, y'all motherfuckers better not vote for him. Do not fall for Larry Hogan <laughs> here in Maryland. Do not do that shit. All right. I know he sounds good because do not fall for Larry Hogan's bullshit. All right. Um, but Larry Hogan uh, decided against mailing everyone a ballot in the fall and said that we're going to do uh, there is going to be in-person ballot uh, in-person um, voting. He did say that they would mail out absentee uh, ballot request forms to everyone. So if you're in Maryland, request your absentee ballot. Uh, but the th- whole thing about this is whether you're you're doing absentee va- voting, early voting, because you're, you're able to do mail-in voting. My my thing is, don't wait until the last week. As soon as you can get your vote in, send it in. And the reason yeah. for that is, um, we don't want a close race in the fall. And if everything come, everybody sends this stuff in the last minute, what's going to end up happening is it's going to take a while to count the votes. And you can imagine Trump is already, if he loses, or looking like he's going to lose, you can only imagine the um, legal challenges he's going to put in there. So you want this to be as much of a blowout as possible. So there's, there's no, no doubt. Also, I'm also very concerned. People are saying that, you know, this he's, he's doing the martial law to deploy these intimidation techniques for these, these, these federal agents. Imagine these federal agents being deployed during or during in-person voting in some of these states. That's mm. scary as fuck and intimidating as fuck. When you start having them say, we're going to put um, federal agents to protect uh, voters at these, that's an intimidation technique. So just be prepared for some fuckery coming this fall. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah, I'd also think- echo early voting because in new york there's I, I believe it's jersey too but we do all of it all of the above like i i signed up for the prelims i signed up for a mail-in ballot and they mm-hmm. they sent it to my house within the week and i mailed that off i i said i wanted to do in person in november because i kind of i kind of don't trust the mail-in right for the general i just i i feel like there there's easy well i keep it real New York is not going to go for Trump. It's just not going to happen. So I feel a lot more secure with my ballot. But some of y'all other states, 
if you have early voting, go the first day of early voting. It's probably a weekend when we probably should be voting anyway. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a weekend. Go go to like your local thing. A lot of people are gonna go when they can. Just go to early voting and knock that shit. Like set it and forget it. Knock it out and then go about your day because I, it's what I've seen them do in the prelims and it's open suppression. It's open suppression. You you only have one p- polling place. Was that in Kentucky? One polling place, and they shut the shit down. Yeah, wouldn't let people vote. Yeah, yeah. It's and ridiculous. this is cool. Right. Nobody says nothing. This is cool. I'm telling you, yeah. man. Early early vote is that wave. And if all else fails, when as soon as you get your ballot, Mail fill it out. out. Fill it out correctly, please. Read and then the, mail it in. Read the instructions. I know we just talked about people not reading the terms of service and things like that. Read the goddamn instructions on your fucking early ballot. Please. Please do that. It's, Don't it's, want it to be like this, Scantron. This is, they did get rejected. Right. This shit is too important. I'm with you, too. That's also a good point. Like, the early Maryland also does early. I don't know if we're going to do early voting this year. If we do early voting, I did that last year for... The, oh, not last year. The uh, A couple years ago for um, the midterms. Early voting is definitely also great because you can go on a weekend... Uh, a couple weeks before, and it, and it lasts. It's 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 the way voting should be, which is early voting also allows you. It's also not just one day, so it's it's like it's it's not or just one weekend. It's like you can early vote from like these first these these last three weekends of October. I'm like, why don't you guys just let voting happen like that all the time? But then you realize that the reason why they don't do that is because they don't want all, Republicans don't want everybody to vote. So there's that. So, um. Mm-hmm. A couple other things that don't... Well, one thing is going to... Great moments of white privilege will come back to some of these topics in a minute. Um, I did want to bring up two things that happened this month that I talked quickly about. Uh, both in d- a deal with uh, uh, black men who uh, just have all kinds of issues. First thing up, um, Nick Cannon. Um, just want to bring this up and let people know. Um, guys, Nick Cannon wasn't canceled. Uh, he still has his shows on Fox. Um, and, uh, what he said was also, um, very anti-Semitic. Um, I'm not going to go into the details about what he said. Cause I, I think they took down the episode and can't find it. The main reason I want to bring this up is this is one of those things that, um, and it, and it kind of hit me cause this also kind of falls back onto the education system of this country. We do a really mm-hmm. poor job of explaining any of the isms that any of the marginalized groups in this country go through. Um, right. and so what happens is each individual marginalized group pretty much knows their history. Um, but we don't see how closely that history and what we go through is tied to other groups. And so everyone thinks the other groups are getting a leg up on them when they're not. I'm seeing a lot of people go, their answer is like, Oh, you see how quickly they got Nick Cannon out of the paint? Because that's what, you know, he's kind of right. You know, when you talk about, you talk about Jews, that's what happens. I'm like, well, actually, guys, that's not true because if 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 if, get, if if we were able to get anti-Semitic people out as quickly as possible, Donald Trump wouldn't be president and he wouldn't have a uh, a, a cabinet full of people who are literally neo-Nazis. So, um, yeah, guys, no, that's not what happens. Um, we just don't think too much about anti-Semitism because we're black and we have to deal with a bunch of black shit. Um, it, it, and it reminded me that, you know, we do have the poor job of teaching history in this country. Like, people don't understand the history of anti-Semitism in the United States. And it hit me that we don't, because the only time we talk about anti-Semitism is we kind of related to Nazis and in World War II. And even the way we talk about World War II, we talk about it as 
because we as Americans painted ourselves as the heroes in that story. Um, we don't talk about how closely some American companies were to Nazis. You know, um, we don't talk about how um, there was an American Nazi party. And we don't talk about the history of anti-Semitism um, just in general in this country. Like you go back and look at some of those old, uh, old newspaper articles and the old things like you wouldn't be able to tell. The only way you can tell that it's America and not Nazi Germany is because it's, it's written in English. You know, <clears throat> the imagery that we use was a, a very much like that. And you saw, you see that, uh, oddly enough, you see that a lot in some Republican um, campaigns. Like, people always think about um, during, you know, you know, Sarah Palin was a thing, right? And we always talk about uh, Sarah Palin and, you know, her anti-Muslim comments and, and tying uh, 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 anti-black comments with, with Barack Obama. You tend to forget... There were also some anti-Semitism with uh, in that campaign with uh, uh, Sarah Palin. We tend to forget uh, a lot of the anti-Semitism that came out of the Trump campaign during his campaign. There, this is one of the things we don't we don't think about it and we don't see it, and so we somehow think that you know being anti-Semitic is somehow you know will get somebody fired quicker. And I'm like, but like, Mel Gibson still has a career in Hollywood, <laughs> like. He went on a huge anti-Semitic rant and still is very anti-Semitic and he still gets hired. You know, um, we talk about uh, being uh, anti-Hispanic, anti-Latino. Like I remember growing up and watching the Looney Tunes cartoons with uh, Slowpoke Rodriguez. Guys, that was actually oh, very, that is actually very racist as fuck. And we used to, they used to sell uh, t-shirts with Slowpoke Rodriguez on it. Like it's, it's one of these things that I think the American education system has failed us in that it doesn't show these groups how close. Yeah, each pre, each group has its own nuances, and there are times when, hey, you get fired for being racist uh, against black people than you do for being anti-Semitic, or vice versa. You get faster, you get fired quicker for being anti-Semitic than you do for being uh, racist against you know black people. It's 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 right. it's a thing, but like overall, um, we're all kind of in the same boat, and we're all marginalized, and they're we're all victims of white male supremacy, right? That is the thing, um, and what happens is because the American education system does not teach us about the true horrors of what this country has done, people mm -hmm. um, tend to think that their group is the only group that's been treated this way. You see it with white women all the time when they talk about how hard it is to be a, a woman and they're like, but black women also exist and go through the same thing, but double because they're also black, you know? Right. Um, and I think that is one of the, the true and we'll get into this later on when I talk about uh, the great moments of white privilege, but you need a 1719 project for each marginalized group in this country. Because we've never really gone through the full history. We've never gone through, yeah. like, a lot of people don't realize, again, like, the amount of, Operation Paperclip brought some of those Nazis from, Nazi scientists over to America and gave them new names and new identities because they were good at science. We literally forgave Nazis because it would help right. us. This is a recurring theme in this country, but things go on. And so that was my big thing with the Nick Cannon thing. I just want to remind people, it's like, yeah, guys, you can't say that stuff. And it's it's still anti-Semitic. You, you can't right. do that. Like, go to your... I, I w oh, go ahead, Bob. Go ahead, no, my no, go, go, go ahead. I was going to say... I think your biggest point, I think you made a lot of great points. I think one of the most points that the point that stuck with me is 
a actual learning and discussion about all our histories because you know for everything you say and, and I agree for the most part I would say I, I tried and it's funny I one of the things that I, I've for myself is whenever I see something happen where it's a sound clip or a sound bite I always try to go to the original source and watch for myself and see if I get the same thing that other people are getting. Like when I only watched a little bit of that episode of the Nick Cannon thing. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting that I watched all of the news coverage of it. And editing is a beautifully sinister thing because they highlighted the fucked up shit that he said, but they didn't highlight the path that he got to it. And I think it was important because it was one of those things where I feel like that conversation has to happen with both sides at the table. Because, you know, we're we're black, right? So I, I don't know how it was in the DMV with I don't I don't know what the demographics are or whatever, but there is a, a nuanced, complicated relationship between the black and Jewish communities, at least in New York. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And you can you can look at all of the headlines, right? To to say it's a very complicated history. So anytime a New York black person hears something about like a negative, not anti-Semitic, but like a criticism of the Jewish people, I could tell you. There, there's people who feel like, yo, I can't criticize. It's, it's, it's almost like you remember one of the, the byproducts or the results, the consequences of everything that was happening with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery was that for the first time in our lifetime, black people in all professions felt like we could actually discuss the fucked up shit that happens to us in corporate America and, and in the world and not be penalized for it mm -hmm. not be chastised like we can have this open dialogue and i think the nuance and the complication that occurs with this is the fact that and and you know i please i i'm, I'm about learning right so i don't i don't try to say shit without understanding like i talk to understand is that being jewish is both an ethnicity and um a religion right right so a lot of times certain criticisms, and I'm not talking about what Nick Cannon said. I'm talking about just criticism in general, right? Like if we talk about housing, housing in, in, and gentrification, right? And, and, and a black person brings up that, yo, Jewish people will literally, Jew, Jewish homeowners will literally roll up and, and try to cop houses and then they buy it, they price it out. Yeah, it's business, but this is something that this group of people are doing. It could be talking about the 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 uh the ethnicity and not the religion, and I'm not educated enough. And this is part of the reason why I want to learn too, right? Because it's, I'm not yeah. educated enough to make the distinction and know how to say it. But I do know, bro. A lot of black people do not want to have that conversation because we're we are afraid that we're going to lose our jobs. Well, and and I think to and even I, have the conversation. And I think and I think the, the and I think this is where one of the reasons why Nick Cannon fucked up and why what he did was anti-Semitic is one the way you have the conversation is you know what you don't do you don't bring on Professor Griff who is a known anti-Semitic motherfucker to have that conversation. So you're right, 
And I think one of the things that Nick Cannon did, and I haven't heard it yet, well, one of the things I have seen him do, because apparently he is open to learning at this point, after he went through the he went through the phases that even white people do, which is, you know, he did it, then he didn't, didn't he apologized, but didn't really apologize, then he got really defiant, and then he realized how much he fucked up, and then he became really apologetic about it. He went through the phases, yeah, right? He had he had yeah. a rabbi, he had a, a, right. a rabbi on and his so show, I think, and now he's I, donating and, and, and doing and, all of that. And yeah. so and so I wanna have the, I wanna hear the conversation he had with the rabbi. Cause I think what you're talking about right there, that's where you have that conversation. Cause you're right. It's a nuanced conversation. Because it's the same thing like when we talk about, you know, uh black people and and, and, and Latino people, they have they both suffer from um racial discrimination, but we also bo both know that both groups have these moments of racism towards each other, right? We have these moments in there. Right. So you need to have that conversation. But I think in order to have that conversation, one, like you said right there, and this is where Nick Cannon fucked up, one, you need to make sure that you are properly prepared to have the conversation, right? And are educated right. enough to have the conversation. And two, it's who you're having the conversation with to make it a conversation. That's where another part right. where Nick Cannon must up. You cannot have that conversation where you admit that you're kind of ignorant of the stuff going on there and you bring an equally ignorant person on to have that conversation. And a lot of people fuck that I, up. I will say, though, I will say, though, Chris, I'll, I'll just say from what I saw, because once again, literally, I saw his tweet and he said he took the episode down and I right. tried to download the YouTube right. and then it was off and I was like, fuck. But it seemed to me from the parts that I saw like, let's say me and you were having this conversation right now, and I'm like, I'm I'm learning from you. Right. So I'm repeating what you're saying, and I'm and I'm in real time trying to connect the dots, and I'm saying it. That's what it felt like he was doing. No, and I think and I think like, you're right. Not as right. much as like going out. He's like, oh, so you're saying that we we were the original Hebrews. So then that means like you could so, see him connecting so, the dots. So but the but problem, I feel so, like you gotta yeah. connect those dots before you so here's the thing, come though. on so that you but, can have an open conversation. But here's the thing, and and, th and this goes back to how you even got here. He's having an open conversation with the wrong person. You cannot bring mm. Griff on. It, it would be like me mm. trying to have an open conversation about one, again, it's hard to have that open conversation when you don't bring a member of the group there. So it'd be like me trying to have an open conversation about black feminism and bringing Tariq Nasheed on. All right, Hershey. guess what, guys? Yeah. That's not yeah. gonna, That's can't do it there, right? So you've already, you've because what you've done is you've given a person who should not have an, uh, shouldn't have a mic in front of them, the mic in front of them, and now you're trying to learn, you're learning from the wrong person. And that is where a lot of people, and not just Nick Cannon, but a lot of people make their mistakes. You find somebody who you've already kind of gone into the path there, and they're kind of saying things that you kind of already agree with. So you bring them on. Not really. You haven't done your work. Like anybody could have told him, it's like, that is a, if you want to have that conversation, that is the wrong person to bring on to have that conversation. Again, I haven't heard or his at conversation. Least challenge him if you're going to do right, that. Right. Like, right. But, but again, so Nick Cannon didn't have the, the tools enough to challenge him on that show. I will say that, and again, I haven't heard it yet. I would like to hear the conversation he had with the rabbi because now that is where I think you can then have that conversation because in order to have this conversation, like I said, there are nuances to that conversation you need to have. There is an overlap in here between where there are some things that happen with the Jewish people and gentrification in some, some of these black neighborhoods and things like that that you need to address and figure out where we're going from there. Because again, and, and then what you find is if you do it that way, what you can find is you find out that where that branch comes in that is a white supremacy, Right. Where yeah. the, it, it, we, we were both 
both of these groups are pitted against each other because we're both fighting for survival and we're both fighting over the same nuggets of nuggets, nuggets and grains that white supremacy has given us. You know, it's like when you have two starving mice and you give them one kernel of cheese, they're going to fight it over each other because you've given them so much when you have all the stuff over here. That is what you've done here. And so in order to have the conversation, even, even happens with like black Americans versus blacks, yeah. um, black people from well, other countries. Well, is, like is they that, come to the oh, country dude, and then I'll, they're, I'll they're taught it, that we're lazy. Oh, dude, I'll take, so it, it's I'll, like, I'll take it even step further than that. This is where and, and, and this is where <laughs> the Bernie Sanders stuff and, their, and his group have some have some points but they've gone about it the wrong way this is where you see the class divide and where poor blacks and poor whites mm. are actually technically in the same group but right. poor whites have been taught that black people and poor black people want what they have but it's like motherfucker no we're saying there's a bigger piece of the pie we all should be having and we should also be sharing but you've been taught that we are the enemy to you and that you have to fight us and that is mm. That is the nature of white supremacy in this country. Because we do not teach about true marginalization, because we do not teach the true history of this, right? This is where yeah. it comes down at. Um, matter of fact, let's go right, I'm going to go right into the... I'm not, I, didn't, I was going to bring up the Kanye thing, but I just want to say Kanye needs help and get this motherfucker some help. Like, I get it. People are like, you know, Kanye is... is um, uh, uh, he, but he's anti-black. And like My whole thing with the Kanye thing is like, we know he's bipolar we know he's mentally ill we know he's not on this medicine i cannot because i am not a doctor and i'm not his family right. i cannot tell you where kanye's normal like anti-blackness and misogyny starts and where his mental illness i i don't know none of us know and when people sit there and say well he's anti-black and he's anti-woman so i don't care fuck what happens to him i feel you on that i understand that but i'm also gonna say that two million people watch um uh snoop dogg and dmx and both of them are plenty anti-black and 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 and, and anti-black women all the time and two million of you guys watch their verses so where are we drawing the line here folks Kanye's fucking help. I hope he gets fucking help. I don't like Kanye. I'm not a Kanye stan. You guys know how I feel about Kanye. But I will say this. Mm. Motherfucker's out of his mind right now. And I hope he gets fucking help. That's all I'm going to say on that. Um, anyway. Yeah, I, uh, I, I agree. Right. I agree on that. I also think that, you know, you know what it is, man? We're not, we're not allowed to be nuanced anymore. No. We're not allowed to be nuanced. We're not allowed to be full. Because I had this conversation with with, with, with my homegirl, a black woman. She she was she wrote a a, a passage about the the DMX Snoop versus mm -hmm. um uh battle and an article that another black woman had wrote on Medium about it, and it it encapsulates the the nuance and the conflict and the struggle that we have with the art of music and the right. art of hip hop, where it was like. On one end, I, I keep it real. I am happy to see DMX alive and well, yo. Oh, yo. <laughs> I am happy to see DMX alive and well because that man went through a lot before hip-hop. Right. We didn't even know. It, and it's like, at one point in the verses, he casually said that he was assault, like, yeah, assaulted. Saw, yeah. mm -hmm. he, he, he diagnosed himself in there, and we all are kind of like, holy shit. Like you don't know, and it's and it's almost like with with and you know Snoop has had his own set of shit, mm -hmm. and DMX has had his own shit, and it's literally like we the same nuance and the same like grace that you have for your family members. It's like it's like for example, DMX, he's feeling the spirit, he's happy to be there, he's in his music, and he's like, where the bitches at? And everybody kind of look at him like, damn. Like, nah, X, that's not what we do. And you can see he kind of was just like, ah, oh, fuck. 
I like I'm gonna bring it back. Like we gotta let them because even like with some of his, and I'm bringing it all to what you're saying, right? Yeah. Even with some of the stuff that he was performing, I could see the battle of trying to censor yourself and try to like, damn, like do I do I do I be true to what I'm saying because it's my art? Should I like you could see it, and even that little conflict means that there's growth somewhere. Exactly. So so we have to, and I think when people are willing to do that. You know, we accept it. It's all a moment in time. That's the reason why we all could say, like, when him and Cisco put out what they want, mm-hmm. that encapsulated a feeling. And it was like it that as much of that that song is as much of the borderline of misogyny oh, and like male female relationships as you're gonna get. I it's think, right on the line. Here's the thing, right? I think I think it's a further. My whole thing is like I've accepted the fact that as human beings, we're all hypocritical. I, you don't need oh, to yeah, you don't you don't need to explain why you know you can be a black feminist like I see all the time people are like you're a black feminist but you're shaking your ass to what Megan uh, uh, Megan is doing and like by the way the way black men reacted to Megan being shot guys are fucking oh, that, disgusting. Uh, I'm not even going yeah, down that, that road kinda... but you but but fuck you guys <laughs> my my whole thing on this is it's like you don't need to explain it to me I get it it's it's a nuanced thing it's a feeling thing the thing with Kanye brings a lot of people out because again what he's saying at this time it's just like. Yo, we don't have the time to put up with this bullshit. And again, it doesn't take away responsibility for Kanye. To me, I don't. It's not. A, it's not about the fact that Kanye says this stuff. To me, I don't hold that against him. I hold, what I hold against Kanye is the fact that, dude, you know you need to take your medicine and you don't take your fucking medicine. Period. Mm. Point blank. That's where it is. Like I don't. I. I can't. I, because I'm not a doctor and I don't know what he's going through. I can't tell you where his anti-blackness, where his, you know, uh, Harriet Tubman was, or the stupid shit he said about Harriet Tubman and the stupid thing he said. I don't know where that line is. I don't know when Kanye has been on his medicine, when he's not. When you look at the things that Kanye done, I look at it this way. At this point, every time Kanye acts out in the in a Kanye way, I go back and go. That might have been a time when he wasn't on his medicine or he was self-medicating with drugs and alcohol. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I will do know yeah, this I, though. Kanye knows that he needs to take his medicine. And Kanye has made a conscious decision not to take his medicine. That is where the responsibility starts with him. And I end it right there. If he doesn't take his medicine, he gets... Too, right? Hmm? That's even complex too because yeah. then I don't know what the medicine is doing to him outside well, of but, regulating. But we, but we kind of do. It's crazy, but, but, but he does have responsibility. But we, we kind of do though. He said it. He told us in that in a 20, 2018 uh, interview with uh, the dude from, from TMZ, he said why he doesn't take his medicine is because he feels like it makes him less creative. So we know he has made a choice. We, we, uh, see, slavery's okay. not a choice. Slavery's not a choice, but Kanye not taking his medicine is definitely a choice where he's made a choice because he feels like it, it stifles his creativity. So he's decided to go down this route of not taking his medication and doing this. That is on him. And that is where yep. I know, when people sit there and go, I can't fuck with Kanye because of that stuff, I'm fine with that. All the other stuff, I'm sorry, guys. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I get it. If you're using the misogyny, if you're using the anti-black, using that as your, your that's, that's fine. But I'm just telling you guys, I, I, it, it doesn't move me because there's been so many. We always, we, 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 all of us make choices. We've all made choices right. on who, whose misogyny and whose anti-blackness we're going to ignore at a certain time, right? We've all yep. fucking done it. I'm not going to go down that road. I will say this we give though: nuance to our face, right? It's too, <laughs> it's, to it, it's too, too much, too much nuance, and all of us have to make the decision on our own. At this point, it, it, at this point, that is a personal choice. I don't care. So anyway, I just want to bring that up right there. Um, I do want to come back because we were talking about the um, the thing, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll kind of end with this. It's a, it's a great moment of my privilege. So we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and play that. You know, got it, got it, got it. You know, 
got to get the music going with the, with the great moments of right privilege. So the great moments of right privilege is this. Um, I don't know if you saw this. It's such a ridiculous, so fucking ridiculous. I, I <sighs> white people, yo. Uh, Senator Tom Cotton pitches a bill to prohibit the use of federal funds to teach the 1619 project. Republican Tom Cotton of Arkansas, of course it's Arkansas, has introduced legislation that takes aim at teaching the 1619 project, an initiative from the New York Times that reframes American history around the date of August 1619 when the first slave ship arrived in American shores. Statement from the senator's office announces the bill. Uh, an induction states that the legislation will be tied to saving, tied to, will be titled the Saving American History Act of 2020, and will prohibit the use of federal funds to teach the 1619 project by K-12 schools and school districts. Schools that teach the 1619 project will be ineligible for federal professional development grants. The legislation appears unlikely to gain any significant traction in the Senate, but, stand, but it still stands in a way for the Republican senator from Arkansas to send a message. Cotton's release, uh, release states that under the bill, the Secretaries of Education, Health, and with Services and Agriculture will be required to pro prorate federal funding to schools that decide to teach the 1619 project determined by how much it costs to plan and teach that curriculum. So, again, I don't think we have to go through the 1619 project, but it is. But just, just, just to be clear, I don't even know of any school districts that were planning to teach the 1619 project, which is why the 1619 project even exists, because we do not teach it in schools, Right? So that's the first thing, right? We do not teach the history of slavery and we have not reframed the history and taught the history of America around the, the, the great sins of America, which is the slaughtering of Native Americans and the enslavement of, of African, uh, stolen African lives and slaves, right? <clears throat> we do not teach American history in that. But this goes back to what we were saying before about the nuanced discussion we need to have amongst all the marginalized groups and things like that. Imagine if American history was taught from the point of view and from with with express purposes of 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 the most vulnerable in this country imagine how better off this country would be if we taught history in a way that highlighted the sins of this country so that we don't repeat them we wouldn't be where we're at right now you know we wouldn't have people walking around but Confederate flags talking about my heritage. We wouldn't have to right. worry about um, the uh, there, uh, Robert E. Lee High School here in, uh, not here, I'm coming in Maryland, but I, I, I'm in the, I, I actually work in Fairfax County in Virginia. Uh, Fairfax County has a school, Robert E. Lee High School. They, they officially voted to change the name to uh, John Lewis, to name after the late John Lewis, who, who also died, uh, I believe it was fuck, this week. 2020 has been so fucking long and this each month in 2020 is its own decade right um and and my thing i think that's great it should one you should never rename you should never have named a high school after robert e lee you've named the high school after a brutal slave master and one of the biggest traitors of this country of all time right because he literally tried to fracture the united states right? right should not be naming a high school after that guy but you did my thing is, all right, cool. You named the school after after John Lewis. Will your curriculum be changed to also teach what John Lewis was preaching? Hmm. Because what's the purpose of changing the name if you don't? What is the purpose of really? doing all this stuff if you're not going like Tom Cotton is doing, like his bill is going to fail, and it's so such white privilege to 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 get so upset 
about the 1619 Project, which basically their argument isn't even historical. It's not even like there's not historical facts in it. They don't even argue the facts of it. The problem with Tom Cotton and other people like him, other white people like him, are that it makes America look bad. And I'm like, well, I mean, maybe we would be better country if we didn't, if we dealt with the sins of America instead of trying to wash over them and pretend like they didn't happen. You know, you know, maybe if we spend more time, if you think, if you think about all the things that America has done and how little we taught them, we don't really teach. Like you might, you might hear about the the trail of tears. If you're lucky, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, lucky, in elementary school or, or in, in, in one of your K-12 schools, you might, they might tell you. But they don't really go into the details of what that means. They don't go into the details of what happened to Native Americans in this country. All right? We don't go into the details about slavery in this country or what happened after slavery. You know, segregation, Jim Crow laws. We don't really cover any of that. We mention it. It might be a, a brief mention in your history book, and that's it. Um, the only thing that we really kind of do cover is a little bit of the Holocaust. I think there's also where another piece of the of the the lie or the belief that somehow um, Jewish people run the run the world and get away with a little more stuff than we do. But what people don't understand is the reason why we cover the Holocaust like we do is because America can make itself look like the we we can sell that story as an American victory. We can we talk yeah. about we never really go in the details of well how fascism in, in Germany took over and how the America on America side, we were okay with it. We never really talk about it in that context. We talk about how we mentioned the Holocaust. We talk about um, just enough about how horrible it was. But we can then later on come back in and talk about how American soldiers came in and liberated the camps. It's still done in a, in a fashion to make America look great. You know, right. it's not taught from the point of view of, yeah, you know, Henry Ford was kind of a Nazi. And stuff. it's not taught from that kind of point of view, right? We don't do that. We don't go into things like Operation Paperclip and that after we liberated the camps, we then said, hey, you know what? You Nazi scientists over there are doing some good things. How would you like to come over and work for us as they're going to work for the Rus- Ruskies, huh? How about, you go, how about you come work for us? We'll give you new names, stuff like that, you know? We don't talk about how a lot of Nazis escaped and went and lived in Argentina. And we knew about it and we just said, fuck it. You know, we don't go into that kind of stuff. We don't. We don't talk about that. That's real. You know, and so you need a 1619 project. Uh, Even you go for just the the, the suffrage movement and and, and women's rights. We don't cover, you don't cover that in school. Imagine if we did though. And so that your children then had the knowledge of the stuff that came before them. We wouldn't make the same mistakes we keep making over and over again. But instead, our history is taught from the point of view of American exceptionalism. That somehow America is the greatest country in the world, and we've always been the greatest country in the world, and that's why, and why are we special? Because we said we are. And you get in, in, in that case, you get people like Tom Cotton, who has a very punchable face as well. All these motherfuckers have very punchable faces. Um, right. And yeah. And so even when confronted with the actual history, I mean, think about it. It t- it took it took a Watchmen series for people to understand about Black Wall Street and what happened in the Tulsa riots. To look that stuff up. I didn't learn that as a kid. Oh, I learned no. that as an adult. Yeah, yeah, almost all of us did. Oh, didn't 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 learn about any of that. I didn't learn about the move bombing in in school. We didn't talk about that shit. 
You know, you Shit, get. I didn't even know there was a black, um, a black black um city basically where the Central Park is now. Nope. That they they got rid of them to make what Central Park is today. Nope. You I never knew that shit. You don't get any of that. You don't get. The, you don't. We we were never taught about the history of behind Mount Rushmore. Yo, right? I ain't gonna lie. I just thought you know we stole all the land anyway, so it didn't really. Right. <laughs> right. But then, but, right. It was, so it was already bad. So you knew a little bit about it, right? It was already bad. But then when you get the real history of it, you're like, holy shit! It was actually. Oh, it's even worse than I thought. You know, it's 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 that problem we have, and you have people like Tom Cotton. Who are so steeped in their white privilege that they they don't even want that taught even more. Don't even give us, you know, we like we don't even get a watered down version of the sixteen nineteen project, right? You know, you get you, if you're lucky, and I had some luckiness in in, in my schools, right? You'll get things like uh uh you maybe you'll take a field trip to uh, a museum that that or a plantation and they'll talk a little bit about. What went on? What slaves went through? A little bit, watered down a little bit. You might get, um, uh, you know, they'll they'll give you the uh, again because you'll get a little bit more about the Holocaust just because again in history in, in terms of historical content, it can be framed as America being the good guys. So you'll get have to we had to uh, uh, get a permission slip to 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 learn about the horrors of the Holocaust a little bit. But again, it's like a couple days. If you really turned your history around, and we we redid our our um our schooling and our, our approach to schooling, you think about it, you know, even like things like math would be taught from a context of history. Science would be taught from a context of history, but they're not, and so we don't. And so a lot of these things that as an adult you'll just find out because you have to do quote unquote your own research or somebody does something like the 1619 project where you'll hear about it. And that's the problem. And that's where we come in having to make up our own history. That's when you get people like Nick Cannon having to try to do their own quote unquote, do their own research, you know, and then they bring on the wrong people to do this. Or the fact that people don't understand that you're not doing your own research. You looked up a YouTube channel and you listen to somebody who has no credentials. That's not doing research guys. That's not research. You know, I went, I once had a conversation with somebody who was sending me um, like conspiracy theorist stuff and all this stuff. And I said, how do you know, how do, how do you verify them? I, I forgot what the term I said, but I was like, um, how do you verify what they're saying? Like, what do you mean? How do you know whether or not like, they, do you corroborate what they say? Do you know what, do they have references that they cite? Have you done your, have you done research into what they're saying? Like the exact thing, the veracity of what they're saying? And they, and they kind of were like, they said, why would they have to lie? Why would they lie? Mm -hmm. And I'm like the same reason niggas literally lie every day. <laughs> There was a dude. You think I, that they won't lie to build their channel? You think they won't lie to get more followers? You think they won't lie because there is a business out of conspiracy theorism? You think? They but yet, I should believe you over Dr. Fauci, who has degrees. At least, at least, be another doctor that contradicts what he says. Right. I didn't go to school for that, and 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 I won't say that you you can only be a doctor to criticize doctors. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is. If you're coming to me with hardcore facts about why a vaccine won't work or why 
certain medical stuff is a is a hoax or whatever, I need to you to give me more research than another person's YouTube channel. Or 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 a book with no barcode. Well, it's also that, but it's also think about it. When 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 this is where when people say you don't need to go to college and, and college education is worthless, it's like maybe, but I think there's some of the things we teach in college that you should learn in elementary school or middle school or high school then because I feel like there's skills everybody needs. And when that part of that is, is that what research really is? So one of the things you, you, you learn when you do research is you don't just use one source. You go and you find, so yes, you listen to Dr. Fauci, Fauci right? And you're like, well, I want another opinion. So you go find another doctor who has also has, and you get all, and you take all the information, you go like, oh, here are all these, here are all these accredited, well-respected individuals in this field. They are, they are, they are in this field. They're all saying the same thing. I listen to them. You have, the, and then you have this one outlier over here who says something totally different, who is not accredited, who is, it, it does not have, um, uh, 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 is not well respected in the industry. Maybe I shouldn't listen to them. Like that is the whole purpose of doing research, right? Whenever I used to do research uh, papers and stuff at school, I couldn't just get one source. I had to find multiple sources to get this information from. And they weren't just multiple sources, random sources. They were also accredited sources, right? From known things. So it's like I couldn't like. This is one of the things that I think they they might have chances in school. But when we were when I was in um. Some people how old I am. When I was in in in, in high school, I mean in, in college, uh Wikipedia and some were just kind of getting dirty. We could not use Wikipedia as a source. Right. Nope. No Wikipedia. It could not use Wikipedia as a source, right? You had to go to the library and get the actual books and accredited books and things like that. And it was fine if you and if you found if you were taking something that was not out of there, you had to show your work and show how you got to that point. That is exactly. actual research. It was so funny you bring this because it was one of the guys who was trying to do the same thing with also something Kanye said, which was like, we're kind of talking shit about uh, uh, Harry Tubman and this dude on, black dude on, on, on Facebook was trying to say that Kanye was right. And I listened to all these things. And then when people were coming up, I was like, you're an idiot. You're saying that you're just making this shit up. And he would come up to him and was like, well, you prove it. How do you show your proof? How are you saying when I'm wrong? And somebody finally was just like, no, dude, you laid out like six or seven things that, that, that claim that Harriet Tubman wasn't doing these things. Where's your proof? Right. And he never could provide it. He's like, oh, well, I did this. And I, I did. I'm like, he was like, no, 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 no. What are your sources? Where's your proof? You're telling everybody else that when we say you're wrong, you're telling us to prove it. It's like, no, 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 no. You've made, you're going against the established, this is the other thing too. You're going against the established truth that we all have agreed to and established facts. When you're trying to say that those aren't the real facts and we need you need to then come with proof and you need to come with evidence against that. Right. If you can't you can't you can't fast you can't fast travel your facts. And ugh, nigga. <laughs> but people be trying to do that show so often. Right? Right. You know? Or 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 using things like, you know, YouTube videos or somebody like I had a conversation in, in at the other day about this. Um they were talking the guys at work and I, I rarely try to talk to them about movies and stuff like that and about like Star right. Wars and they were bringing it up they were like well yeah I was seeing that you know uh, Lucasfilms they're gonna they're gonna uh, undo all their Star Wars stuff I was like I asked them I was like alright fine where'd you get that source from they were like well this guy on YouTube was like he's making that shit up they were like but, oh no he's 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 been writing on some other things before I'm like he's probably used some known facts before to come up with you know ideas of what they're gonna do 
But like, I'm like, what is he saying? They usually, well, they're saying that Kathleen Kennedy is not going to renew her, her, her contract in 2022. I was like, well, that makes sense because they only renewed her. She was supposed to leave anyway and they renewed her contract and she agreed to stay on for like four more years. So her contract's up in 2022. She was going to leave anyway and go to bigger and better things. That's not the same as them saying that they're getting rid of her. She's leaving. It's totally different things. Right. She's been right. with this company since for so long. It makes sense that after they, extend, they gave her an extension, probably to help her transition the person who's going to replace her later on. That's what that means. It doesn't mean they're getting rid of her. It means she's leaving. Totally different thing. She's not going right. to do the job forever. Right? And I kept going through these things. I was like, that's what these things mean. What happens is people on YouTube take them and they turn them into declarative statements. I'm telling you right now, that dude has no sources. He's a dude on YouTube. And trust me, if you have sources and you're leaking things from Lucasfilms and other places, guess what you don't have anymore? Any more sources. Because <laughs> Disney and Lucasfilms don't play that shit. So... No, he's just making shit up. And I'm like, so many of these people do that because it's about getting hit. So they're not, they're not, they're not putting this stuff out here just to inform the public. They're putting this out there to get their name out there and get these hits. You know, that's what this is. So yeah, man, it's, it's so ridiculous uh, uh, that we don't, one, that we don't teach the history and two, that we don't, um, we don't teach people how to do their actual research and how to be educated, you know? And going back to something you said before, we've done everything, you know, our attention span has gotten so low, everything now is a soundbite. If you can't explain it to somebody in, in what is what did they say in, in YouTube videos? It's like, if, if people make the decision to watch your YouTube video in the first 30 seconds, if you don't grip right. a, a person's attention in the first 30 seconds, they're not going to follow through with the rest. That's why you get so many bad headlines on, on articles that don't that don't really say what the article is, is doing, but they're just there to dra draw you in. That's why people are just doing it to try to get your attention for that first 30 seconds. It's so fucking ridiculous. We're... <sighs> All right. Um, we're going to get ready to get out of here. Um, no, you know what? Last thing. We've been doing a lot of heavy stuff. I'm going to get something that's good, and, and this is a question I'm going I'm to end us with. Start with this. I don't know if you heard about this. Um... You, you, the Ukraine president ends a hostage situation by endorsing a, Joe Quinn, uh, a Joaquin Phoenix film. An armed man in Ukraine held 13 people hostage as a man of the country's president publicly endorsed a Joaquin Phoenix film before he'd free them. According to the New York Times, a standoff between the hostage taker, identified as, I'm not going to say this man's name and, and ruin it, uh, and the police lasted for nearly 12 hours. One of the man's demands was that the president of the Ukraine tell uh, Ukrainians to watch the 2005 film's Earthlings narrated by Phoenix. Uh, the president followed the request, posting on Facebook. Everyone watched the 2005 documentary Earthlings. He later deleted the post. So, um, one, I appreciate that Ukraine does not take the we don't negotiate with terrorists things, and they actually negotiated with the terrorists and actually did this and had the thing how to release. My question to you, Jeff, is this: What movie director or actor film or actor uh, would they have asked you to endorse? That would have gotten all thirteen of those people killed. Oh wow! Because you would not have done it. So they had to. So they had to endorse. He, he had, had to, to endorse Joaquin Phoenix for uh, office. No, 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 no. So he, he basically had to tell people uh, the Ukraine president had to go and tell people to go watch that film, Earthlings. And that's what the that's what the that's what the, oh, the that the, was the, part of the, the that, that was the demand. The oh. demand, and, and, the, and the president did it. And those 13 people got released. So I'm asking you, 
What would they have, what would he have asked you to do and you just couldn't have done it? So I'll, I'll go first. For me, it had been like, Chris, I need you to go out there. I need you to tell people to go out there and watch the latest Tyler Perry film. And I would have, my response would have been like, well, I guess all 13 people are going to die because the answer is no. Oh, where are you drawing the line? Yeah, I'm drawing the line at. Uh, I'm like, I do a lot of shit. My line is Tyler Perry films. Sorry, I don't give a fuck. I understand. People have much mixed. Oh, he does bad. He does I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. His films are terrible. I draw the line at Tyler Perry films. I'm going to say no. My thing is huge. What is the film? Is it a director? Is it an actor? What is it? Uh, uh, what is it that they would have told you to endorse? Uh, and you would have been like, Sorry, and then people are going to, if they die, they die. Uh, anything related, anything within the last maybe like five to seven years related to M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> that man has frustrated me beyond <laughs> I watch his movies just to, it's like, you know what it's like? It's like if I gave you the perfect script and you read it and said, and got high. And said, yo, you know it'd be crazy if in the end this village was in the middle of a residential neighborhood. <laughs> and I'm like, so you mean everything that happened in that fucking movie <laughs> happened on somebody's block <laughs> and nobody knew. No one. Yo, and really, that really, you really are just, ex- this you, is the end. Right, you really are explaining the village where they come out of the woods, you're like. And the person in the truck is just like, yeah, what are, what are y'all doing? Like, what are you, what are you guys? Yeah. What are you? No, this is, they I mean, it's like. Neighborhood. Right. <laughs> Nobody noticed. It, was, it wasn't even like they were in the mountains. It, you know what it reminded me of? It's like New Orleans, right? There's parts of New Orleans where you make a right turn, you're in million dollar homes. You make a left turn, you're in the like third mm-hmm. ward. Like, yep. I can understand that, that dichotomy from economics and just the way shit is built. That shit was literally in the middle of a residential neighborhood. This was the ending that yeah. I, I invested my time. I mean, and it felt yeah. like ever since Sixth Sense, because that's his movie, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, right. If, if, I think ever since Sixth Sense, he he felt like his shit was a twist ending. I'm sorry. Whenever I see his name on something, no, I'm not getting invested because his twist is gonna. It feels like 2020 is an M Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> because it's like who wrote who right. writes this right it, it doesn't make any sense there's just there's, there's potholes all over the place it, for me it's, right. it's like it's something even though even the ones that are decent enough they still have problems like signs i, I don't i don't hate the movie signs but the, it, but, signs we, but, but when you start thinking about it, you're like but why would aliens who have a weakness for water come to a planet that's 70 percent water that doesn't make any sense like what are we doing? Because like, even aliens do dumb shit like humans. Right? Like, like, why would you? But why would you come to a planet that's seventy percent water? Doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like, is is that? Um, I mean, obviously, I mean, it goes without saying. Avatar is just God. That's such a terrible fucking movie. God. It's not even a twist movie. Visuals, it's not even a twist. Man. But it's like, God yo, damn. I sat through it for the visuals, bro. Like, I didn't even care about the like that shit was gorgeous. It's still a terrible fucking movie, though. God, that movie's terrible. In retrospect, uh, I would not go to see it again. I think I saw it on a date too. And I'll just oh man. Um, no, but you're right. I, mean, I can give you. That. I can give you that. Me, me, Tyler Perry, and you, you, the you, you, the uh, uh, M Night movies. I think. I mean, just like if, I'm just telling you guys, if if a hot situation comes up and they're and they're telling, you know, it comes down to, to to me and Jeff to save everybody. Just know 
You better hope that motherfucker's not asking for M Night movies or uh, or or Tyler Perry movies because motherfuckers gonna see, die. See, I, I don't want people to die though, so I I would tell them to watch. I would endorse. I would endorse Six Sense. I'll endorse Six Sense. <laughs> I, I I may even endorse. You know what was was Split his movie? Yeah. What was the, yeah, yeah. So Split so, was his movie. I yeah, didn't even see Split, but I heard enough about it that I I may even. I may I, I would again begrudgingly I would I would endorse I, I'd be okay I with split. I, don't I, I, I your split is fine. Um right. I do know I do know you watch you saw glass was one of those everybody was talking about how much glass is gonna be. I'm like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Again, again oh, M night if you doesn't endorse the village, you're dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> dead. I, I like find somebody else. Don't put for that me, on my conscience. You know what it is for me, for me for for M night movies is that they told me to endorse the happening. That's the one. That's the one where it was like the villain was the wind. Yes. <laughs> that was that was it for me. That was when that was that, that that was the film when I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now? Do we just like maybe I'm just not on that level of artistry? I don't know. Maybe I'm not looking at it as deep as I should. But some of it is just like, fam, you could have just ended the movie. Like I promise you, you would have ended the movie and everybody would have been all right. We didn't need that." We didn't need that. Oh, so I'd have rather a cliffhanger. So good. Um, all right, man. We to get our, uh, one thing I do want to say, because like I said, um, I know today we're recording this on Sunday. It, I believe it is a memorial service for the late John Lewis. Um, they did the thing where they um, they were, uh, the hearse was going to, uh, on the way, I guess, to the, the church was going to, basically the, the last ride across the Edmund Pettus Bridge. I'm going to say, and I get it. People want to, you know, make sure that the policies match up. If you not just renaming things and changing statues, I get it. But like now, would be a really good time to change the name of that bridge. I'm just saying, like now is a really good time to change the name of that bridge, named after John Lewis. And we can work on making sure that the policies match up and to honoring his legacy and things like that. And I get it when people say we didn't ask for this. We didn't ask, like, but I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with changing the name of certain things. I'm okay with taking those statues. Let's let's get it all. I'm okay with the first steps. You know, let's change that. Right. Like you know, the 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 the, the team formerly known as the Washington racial slurs is now known as the Washington football team. It's like, like I'm all I'm all I'm all here for all of it. Like let's just what's up at a time. You know, this is America. We gotta take baby steps. We gotta take baby steps. We can't well, get people you, to wear masks. If you live in Alabama, your your state legislature also, I believe, there's a law that says if a landmark is older than a certain amount of years that the names cannot be changed. Jesus Christ. So Jesus I, I Christ. saw an article on that where Jesus they Christ. said that would be the honor to John uh, Lewis's legacy is to change that fucking rule so that they can change the name. Cause there's, there's actually a rule and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I thought I read this, that there's a, they have a Alabama law. Uh, um, it, it's Georgia, right? Or is it Alabama? Well, he's from Georgia. He's, he, he's in Georgia. They're that, doing that, the Georgia with the bridge is Alabama, right? No, that, that bridge is Georgia. I believe it's Georgia. That yeah. bridge is Georgia. Yeah. What? What bridge? Is it a Georgia law? Is it a? a damn. There. There's. There's. I think there is a law. I, I don't know where. Where it was, but. I'm sorry. No, you're right. You're is, right. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Because the Edmund Pettus, Pettus Bridge is, is Selma. So you're right. It is Alabama. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm right. Getting my southern. Yeah. No, I'm, no, get, no, I'm getting no. my. I'm getting I, my I, racist. I, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm getting my racist southern states like confused. Right. You know. Right. I'm sorry. There's a lot of because they. Right. What? No, I'm just saying. It, I get my racist southern states confused because they have laws like that, and you're just like, you're just like, yeah, was like that could be a game show. What state is this racist law from? Like, oof, that would be a state. That would be a game show. Sorry, 
I'm sorry, continue. Yeah, but they, they yeah. have a law that basically certain landmarks and that bridge would <laughs> would would fall under that oh, law. Dude. So they literally have to repeal that law before they can technically they have to repeal that law before or make some type of exemption. But the article, the I apologize, I don't know who I can't think of the person who wrote it, but they were saying that would be the best way to honor his legacy but, would be to repeal that fucking law so but, that they can actually change the name of the bridge if they wanted. But to. that sounds like such such an Alabama thing to do. So I actually right. believe it. Like it's one of those things. It's right. like it's 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 so absurd and so racist. I I believe it. So oh god. So anyway, Jeff, this has been great. I'm, I'm thank you for having me. Uh, for me for having me on. Thank you for coming on to the show to my show. Um, <laughs> What do you got coming up? You got, I know, uh, hey, you know, sports are back for you. So I guess that's. Good yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. We, 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 we've survived the, uh, the end game of, of sports. So the, those are st- slowly trickling back. Uh, I'm doing a lot of, of, um, of, uh, a few shows on our BR kicks vertical, um, and bleach report as always. So definitely check out for that. Also have, um, I, I've started another, another podcast called pass the message. So it's the tagline is real talk and relevant life hacks for you to learn, apply and share with your social circles. So our main goal is getting getting the word out there about people doing cool things and connecting people from all walks of life, showing that there are certain transferable skills and ways in which they approach life that everybody can use. Hmm. So um, that's that's kind of a, a, a new project for me that I've been doing. And um, yeah, man, uh, other than that, like. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy. Please, please wear a mask. Please, you know, take all your precautions too because we, I, I would like to go back outside one of these days, like for real. So we, yeah. we're in this together. Look, look I'm, I'm making, I'm making, a, I'm, I'm, I'm making a financial decision that uh, at some point I'll be allowed to bring people over because I've decided to, that one of the things, the first thing I'm going to get done in the house is, is my theater room and bar. So it's like, mm-hmm. I need you all to not make me spend this money <laughs> and go, go to waste because right. I'd like to have people over at some point. So please right. wear a goddamn mask. Stay safe, please. Um, all right, Jeff. Thank you very much for being on. Everyone, we will be back at the end of August for if we make it. So um, just got to keep going one, one month at a time. One decade this, at a this time. Is the, this is the last year of, of this show, right? Last, last year of the 20, last year of the insanity check. I'm, I'm going to come back and do yeah. like every... Every now and then I'll do a show here and there, but the last consistent where I'm doing, I'm, I, had, I had a schedule and I'm always doing a show. There's always going to be crazy stuff happening in the world, so there's always going to be a time when i got to hop on the mic and say some shit, so bring some people mm-hmm. on. But um, yeah, you know, December will be the last, December this year will be the last consistent insanity check, so going out with yeah, a blast. What a run, man. What been a run. Been Congrats, a great run. man. What Thanks. a run. So, again, folks, thank you guys very much for listening. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace. Peace.